This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO, episode 42. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, also known as the king of Halloween by Spirit Halloween, alongside a man blocked by Spirit Halloween, blessing Eddie Oye Jr. What's up, Greg? I see you're, you're rocking uh, orange and orange and black Halloween colors. That's really Halloween cool to see from you. Yeah, and you got, a, you got a Halloween, another Halloween mug. I didn't realize that you're you're this big of a fan of the Halloween. I'm a big fan of Halloween. I'm surprised you didn't know that. Uh, I thought I I thought that was well known in these parts, but I appreciate a lot of folks like yourself, our new fans. They've walked in just fresh off the street, don't know anything about PlayStation, don't know anything about kind of funny. No, no, I'm I'm, I'm a pretty big Halloween fan. Great. Really? Right. You're wearing Bless's jacket. That's so cool. You guys are no, matching. Actually, you have to, you have the same jacket yeah, as I no, do. That's, crazy. Blessing that's so was cool. My jacket, if you remember. Blessing was wearing my I don't think jacket. So. Because I don't of think course, so. last year I wore this every day of October. And then you Greg, know, all of a sudden, Blessing put it on one week, and everybody thought he invented the suit. I don't remember things that happened two weeks ago, let alone a year ago. That's understandable. You know what That's I mean? why you're, so you're, you're, Bless, you're telling me you're telling me you're the Halloween jacket guy. Is what you're, is what yeah, you're saying? Again, if you didn't know, Spirit Halloween has DM huh. the King of Halloween on Twitter. They've said that. They've given me that. But have title. they have they sent you any Halloween jackets? Because I, as I recall, I believe you. You bought this one. Well, if you remember, they sent me a lot of Ghostbuster stuff from Halloween last year. Not this dog. He's just being annoying. So I'm lifting oh. him up right now. He, they didn't send me this dog. So they, they didn't send you any jackets. They sent me, they, again, they sent me a bunch of Ghostbuster stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they sent, they sent me. I don't know if you know this. Like, I don't know if you know this either. You know, Brock's Candy. Brock's Candy sent me Candy Blessing. Because I'm that into Halloween. I've never heard of Brock. I don't know who this Barack Obama. You've never heard of the Nerds candy, the sweet tarts. What else they got? Oh, I love Nerds. Oh, there's chewy lemon heads now and later. You've never heard of this. You're going to tell me, Mr. Addy. Excuse me, I have the floor. This is still my time. You're going to tell me that you don't know some of the most famous Halloween candies, yet you claim to love Halloween. No, I know those candies. I didn't know they're all under the same family of Barack Obama's candies. No, no, not not Barack. Brock's like Brock Lesnar, mm. but he spelled differently than that. So they didn't send you a jacket. No, oh, that's I bought this jacket. That's rough, buddy. That's rough. Uh, <laughs> hold on, I'll be right back. I gotta get something real quick. Oh motherfucker! What is this son of a bitch about to do, Kevin? Ah, he's got pants on too. Yeah, he's wearing. He's not wearing the suit coat. You know, today in Games Daily, he wore the whole suit and everything else. Game? Did he? He's got two. Oh no! There's oh, one orange no. and one slightly. No, this is a yellow. new. Sh- this is a new fucking jacket. Oh, they have eyes. That's right. Yeah, you're right. I forgot to mention that Spirit Halloween sent me two different suits. Wow, Greg, how many suits did they send you? How many suits did they send you? Fuck! <laughs> I really like this one too. This one is, is higher quality than the one even you're wearing. 
has more colors. <laughs> oh, it has a black or black to it. Oh, my I, 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 goodness. This there's like, there's like shading. It really looks great. You They're shading. See, yeah, where the pumpkins have the little folds. Wow. Like, look how look how much more color there is to this to this suit. <laughs> the second suit that they got. There's in. like, there's there's a whole like yellow that doesn't exist on that. And then the yeah. orange is a better orange. It is a it is a a more detailed orange. Like like Kevin said, you can see the ripples on the pumpkins. Actually, you can see that there's a there's blacker blacks. It's a great suit. It's a great second suit that they sent me. I'm surprised they haven't sent you any suit because you have like you apparently Brock's candy. <laughs> apparently Brock's candy loves you, but apparently Spirit Halloween just doesn't care about your quote unquote love of Halloween. Oh. Also, this suit is more comfortable. Dot, 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 at Spirit Halloween, dot, dot, dot. Why is that Blessing Jr. wearing another Halloween suit that looks better than mine on PSI Love You XOXO right now? I love this suit so much. So comfortable. They got me a tie, too. It, it's crazy because it looks like you take Halloween serious. You know? Like, you don't have some cheap dink, rinky-dink suit. No, no, no. I would I would not just, ro just roll with one cheap Halloween now, suit. We've had a lot of fun here, obviously, if you haven't watched since last PS I Love You, the arguments about Halloween. Over the weekend, it escalated. Devolver Digital blocked Blessing. I tried to get Spirit Halloween to block him. Uh, then DiGiorno blocked me. Then we got uh, today Spirit Halloween to block you. We need to, just for a second, put all the characters aside, all right? Mm -hmm. All right, Blessing. Is this a real suit from Spirit <laughs> Halloween? It is It is absolutely a real second suit Why from Spirit Halloween. Why was I not informed that they have updated the suit? I'm even here because I, I went you to didn't, look You for didn't know there was an, an, another yeah, suit? It's, it's almost like you're not the Halloween guy. Another better suit from Spirit Halloween? You, did, you didn't know about this? I don't know if you're a Halloween fan, man. This is I don't... the adult spoopy, spoop, spooky pumpkin suit. Greg, you're, you're losing the chat, man. They are. Ooh, they're moving against you. All the comments are I mean, very I, negative. The, here's what happens, ladies and gentlemen. What, I, what, Kevin, I'm not worried about losing the chat. I've lost myself. All right? I've lost myself. I wonder if That's... they made this to try to get around the copyright lawsuits from SNL, right? Because this, this was an SNL thing, right, first and then? I'm fucking, I've been punched. You know what I mean? Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. And I've been punched in the face here, ladies uh, and gentlemen. Great, can Spirit I ask Halloween, you a very, you serious, a very serious question? When is the last time you were in a Spirit Halloween? It seems like it's been I, a it was a, It was a huge deal, I'll have you know. And Jen and I went when they first opened them uh, this year. We put on our masks and we went socially distanced and wandered around it. Hmm. But I'll tell you what, I only saw my suit. I didn't see a new suit with new eyes in it. Mm. That's unfortunate because this is a really good suit. I really like this one. What is the material? Is it so it's because, like, yeah, this is like the weird polyester cotton blend. What do you got going on over there? Uh, that I'm does look shiny. Let me see. You know what I mean? Let me look at the tag. It's made in China. Sure, of course. All right. No, it's, it's not telling. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, 100% polyester. They're putting some kind of scotch guard on that. I like Yeah, it. I don't know what's going on with it. All I know is that, is that it's way better quality. Wow. Like, I like yeah. both suits. I just like this one way better. Because it, it's better. Because it's better, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. That's unfortunate, Greg. Especially because you're, you're going to have to sit through this whole episode with <laughs> wearing that Halloween suit when mine just looks so much better on my screen. I mean, I mean you should just you're wearing like, the inferior Halloween suit. <laughs> oh, man, they both froze. <laughs> I thought he was 
holding still. No, because yeah, blessing threatened that he. I don't even want to know what he's wearing next week. And I can't tell oh, anymore yeah. if this fucking kid is fucking with me or if he really got an unlimited amount of suits for free from Spirit Halloween. Do I have a third suit? Tune in to see. <laughs> Tune in next week and we'll see. And like just for people to understand, like clearly we're having fun. It's the professional wrestling of it all. And like this is completely out of the blue. I when I came on, I thought he wasn't wearing the suit coat that he was wearing earlier in the day. So I was very much like, oh. What's he going to do in the joke about this? You know what I mean? We're suit brothers now. We finally bury the hatchet and move on. But no, Blessing continues to exacerbate things. He keeps elevating this pumpkin feud, and I don't know where this ends. Except for the one that keeps elevating it. I'm just out here speaking my truth about how much I love Halloween. You're the one on Twitter telling big companies to block me. I went on, on Twitter Saturday night. All of a sudden, Devour Digital has me blocked. It's like you somehow got yourself blocked by DiGiorno, (laughs) which is hilarious. (laughs) It was really funny. It was really funny. You know, you make you make some plays and sometimes they don't work out the way you expected them to. All right. Fair enough. (sighs) Ladies and gentlemen, this is PS. I love you. XOXO. It's your PlayStation podcast each and every week. Blessing and I get together to talk about all things nerdy in the world of PlayStation. If you like that. Be part of the show at patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can give us your questions, comments, concerns, your PSN profiles for perusing, and oh, so much more. You can even get the exclusive show, Bless Up, where Blessing talks directly to you. Uh, most importantly, though, on patreon.com slash kind of funny games, you can get the show ad free. You can watch it with the exclusive post show we do, and you could be watching live like uh, YKM is, uh, Judd. Judas, uh, Jody Cuss is, uh, Jake Ehrman is, the Lou is, a whole bunch of people are because. I tweeted about this and a lot of people came into the thing saying, I have to see this suit. I have to see this suit blessing has and see this live. God, it looks so good in it too. It is Thank a much better. It. it is such a better quality suit than mine. Yeah, it looks great. Like I was on, and the thing is they didn't send me these suits together. They sent me the first suit and I was like, okay, sweet. And then a week later I got this one and I was like, Oh snap, this looks awesome. Like I can't wait to see what else I get in the mail. If you don't want to give us any bucks or can't, we understand it's no big deal. You can catch a new episode of PS I Love You XOXO each and every Tuesday morning, 6 a.m. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. Of course, it has the ads. Of course, it doesn't have the post show. You have to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to get those. Housekeeping for you uh, there's a little game called Ghost of Tsushima Legends out right now. It dropped on Friday, and the first thing Blessing and I did on Friday was jump into a long stream of it. The first hour of our time with the game is up right now on YouTube.com slash Games. Head over there, watch the video, leave a thumbs up, check it out. Uh, we're going to talk more about ghosts, obviously, throughout this podcast. Of One of the perks on Patreon.com slash Games is getting to be a Patreon producer and getting your name read here, just like... James Davis did, aka at James Davis makes two four eight eight three five three six nine nine did. Jeffrey peep 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 along. Uh, Julian the gluten free gamer, Sancho West Gaming, James Hastings, and Tom Bach. Today we're brought to you by HBO Max, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's start with topic of the show. Dance, 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 dance. Blessing, Greg, are you aware we are less than a month from the launch of the PlayStation Five? I am very excited for the launch of the PlayStation 5. Who isn't? 
you'd be silly not to and you want to be watching the show if you didn't give a shit about the playstation 5 so we of thank course. you and i can't wait uh I've, it's we've moved to that point now where i start daydreaming about it and, and picturing it on the on on the counter uh, the console because i'm playing like you know any other game and anytime i get to any kind of load point i'm like huh what's this going to look like in a couple weeks because that's the craziest thing when you start thinking about it now of like it's just so close we're right in that window bless them yeah no we are i've been playing uh, a lot of Ghost of Legends, as we'll talk about later in the show. And I, I, last week, I also played a lot of Outer Worlds. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've been switching back and forth from Series X, uh, uh, from Series X to Xbox One X uh, for Outer Worlds. And seeing the load screens has been night and day. Like certain things that take maybe thirty seconds to load in on Outer Worlds proper on, or not even proper Outer Worlds on the current consoles on Xbox Series X, legit, I'll count to five seconds and loading will be done. Uh, and I'm ready. Like I'm ready to make that jump fully <laughs> to next gen to actually experience that across the board. Totally. Uh, obviously, most of you are ready to make that jump fully, and that's what's happening in the PlayStation uh, mailbag over on PS. I love you, XOXO. Uh, when I went in there today to look for it, we had a whole bunch of different questions about making the jump. But this one from Ryan T from Tennessee stood out, and I thought it would make a good topic of the show. Hey, bless, and he puts in parentheses the Halloween King. But I will say once again, remember, Spear Halloween has gone on record saying I am in fact the Halloween King. They were fooled by the charlatan and they have once again, uh, but promoted they, me. They haven't, they haven't sent you any, any Halloween suits. But again, they did this when they, when you lied to them and you lied to the people. So now that they know, I'm sure they'll correct their ways and everything. Uh, get back on track. But Greg, just, just to be clear, there are no Halloween suits been sent to you. Is that correct? To be clear, no Halloween suits have been sent mm, to me from spirit. Halloween and blessing. Oh, at least two. That's yeah. what I, that's what I thought. Yeah. At, at the very least, there could at be the very least. Can Ryan T continue guys? And Greg, I'm going into the wilderness with my PlayStation 5, a TV, headphones, and an external SSD the day after launch. Since I'm wanting to work on that backlog, the trophy score, I'm sorry, that backlog and trophy score, I was wondering, what PS4 games would you recommend loading onto my SSD? Greatest hits for PS4, hidden gems, easy plats, or good times? So, this is an interesting one because we're talking about, I, you know, I, I'm calling this episode, right? Building the ultimate PlayStation 5 library. It legitimately blessing is this idea of you get your PlayStation 5 and go to a desert island. What would you want on it? And so I thought it'd be interesting blessing because we've done the, here's the best list. Here's the tournaments. Here's all this different stuff. But we know Ryan T is going into the woods. We mm-hmm. know Ryan T is walking off with his PlayStation 5 and backwards compatible, and as long as he doesn't want to play a very specific list of games, he'll be fine. I thought we should each give him three recommendations for PlayStation 4 games, and then one, and this is a little bit cheaty, obviously, one PlayStation 5 recommendation for launch day, but there's so few games, and we don't know if any of them are good. What can we really say? But you know what I'm saying, just to play the game, right? right, So he walks away with a list of eight. Now, before we even do that, This very Monday, as we record this show, uh, PlayStation put up a YouTube video that was one second of what they called every PlayStation 4 game that defined the generation. I thought we could watch this blessing, talk about it, get wet our whistle for things we have to talk about here as we each pick three. Let's wet that whistle. Can you play this for us? As we're about to watch this video, let me tell you, I saw this video this morning when I woke up. Yeah. And... I got a little bit teary-eyed. Like, I got emotional watching this video. <laughs> 100%. Like, they did. this is a really good job of celebrating something, saying goodbye to something. I think that's, you know, are we, is this actually what people are seeing right now, Kev? Uh, yeah. Can you rewind it and pause it and we'll talk over it? Is it possible for us to hear it too, or is that not? And it's totally fine to say it's not possible. No, no, no. It's Everything is possible. Everything's possible with the power everything. of Kevin. No, I think 
you're right. I had the same thing of, you know, especially as you get to these moments where you want to celebrate the next thing, you, you're excited for PlayStation 5, we're excited for next gen, we're excited for Miles. Game Informer has so much information dropping on it right now. To have that moment of looking back at what the PlayStation 4 was and then to think about how long the PlayStation 4 has been with you and to think about yeah. all the different memories you've had with it, I thought this is really, really well done. Yeah, especially because the, the way this video goes, right? It's, it's one second of gameplay it from... Positive, okay from uh, all the games that have, that have defined the PS4, they go in chronological from 2013-ish up until well, now. That's my favorite thing is something, you know, I haven't thought about in a long time, or I guess we've talked about it a lot as we've gone through this, but it is the idea of looking right now, if you're an audio listener, we'll talk about some of the games that they pop up for you or whatever. Uh, it's the PlayStation Access login account, but then it's the desktop or the live area, and it's showing just as it goes, like, yeah, the launch lineup here for PlayStation, right? Kills yeah. and Shadowfall, Knack, Resogun, and the, you know, Warframe, it goes on like that. And it is that moment of, like, I remember when PlayStation 4 was being launched and we were covering and everyone's cross-media bar looked like this because that's all that you could have, right? So to watch them do what they do with this and go all the way through, I think, is brilliant and a great place to start us off. Kevin, go ahead and hit it. So yeah, now we're just clicking around. Like a little clock and then boom, right into it. Yeah, a bunch of different games. The, the sound design of this is great, too, because they... You can hear it right there, right? Delson Row. They pull a, pull yeah, a lot of sound clips from a lot, a lot of the games. Uh, I watched this right before this episode because I saw the topic of the show was us building uh, the ultimate PS5 library list. Um, you know, in regards to the question, right? The Desert Island thing. And as I was watching this through the video this latest time, I was just writing down the names of all the games that I would say feel special to me, like special standouts for me personally. Sure. And I was expecting to get like maybe seven, eight games on the list. I have a long list of games. Uh, uh, you know, from the, from this video, right? Like even even games that I think we don't really think about as far as like special PlayStation Four games. Like we saw Fallout Four for a second. You had Preston Darby talking about the Minutemen, and that sound clip invoked feelings in me that I didn't realize that I had. Right? Like that made me think of all like all the hours I put into Fallout Four because I put a lot of hours into Fallout Four. Um, and like I don't. I don't really think back to Fallout 4 that much as like this defining experience for the PS4 for me. But like looking back at that clip and thinking about it really, it really was. Like so many of these games stuck with me in a way that uh, I don't really think about that often, but they do. Well, I think that was one of the reasons I wanted to watch this and especially why it timed out so well with Ryan T's question is the idea that I think normally when you ask this kind of question, it would be the, oh, Spider-Man, Horizon, Persona, right? But you watch through this and you start getting different tastes of smaller games that, yeah, I think did touch us. And you don't think about in terms of like the definitive PlayStation 4 collection or what you would say are the best games on PlayStation 4. But for this, his very specific uh, example, right? If I'm going to the wilderness with a PS5, a TV, headphones, and an external uh, SSD the day after launch, you assume that's not forever, obviously, that this is a weekend away, this is a week away or whatever. And that's what I'm using. It is. It becomes. What would you want to wrap yourself up with from the PlayStation Four library and explore in the new uh, PlayStation Five? Mm -hmm. So I, then, want, I, I haven't seen anybody. I haven't seen. You know, we've been busy all day. It'd be interesting to see somebody go through and do a compilation of how many times Troy Baker pops up in this. Because he's, oh, like, be he's the first two voices with Delson and then Joel. But then I also saw him pop up with uh, Batman and uh, the other one. Oh, uh, uh, Sam. Uh, Sam Drake. So it's yeah. like, that's four Troy Baker appearances pretty gosh darn quick in this one second of gameplay thing. Yeah, How many any, any there? voices Astrobot from Astrobot Rescue Mission. It's true, it's true. Of course, you saw the 
everybody golf thing of Shuhei getting a, a birdie, it's a little known yeah. fact that Troy does Shuhei's voice in that game as well. Yes. I'll tell you why. I saw. Uh, I was watching this with Jen earlier, and I started laughing. He's, she's like, why? I'm like, they put Erica in there. I'm like, I don't know if that really defines the Yeah, I, I, I noticed the same thing when I was watching earlier. I was like, Erica? All right, I guess. But I think that might have been because it came out as like a PlayStation 4. Totally. I mean, that's that's why. Yeah, I totally understand why they yeah. put it in there. And they have Cuphead in here, too, which I think is pretty cool because they could have left that out. And I don't think anybody would have noticed because that's an, uh, that game is primarily associated with Xbox. But, yeah. you know, Cuphead, one of the coolest, best, I'd say best games of this gen. I would put it up there. Great video there from uh, PlayStation Access. So good stuff there. So a blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. Ryan T is going into the wilderness with a PlayStation 5, a TV, headphones, and an external SSD the day after launch. I want to start at the end and talk about the PlayStation 5 games, you would tell them. Because I think, obviously, it's such a short list of what to put in there. I think, you know, I'm obviously... The way I have it laid out in terms of us alternating, I have me starting. I'm saying Spider-Man Miles Morales. And I think that comes from the personal place of that right now is the game that I can't wait to play. Even playing Avengers and I'm grinding on the Platinum, which I'll talk about later. Like being there, it is that thing of, man, this is, I'm having a good time, obviously playing with Goldfarb or whatever, but it's like, man, I can't wait for Miles. I can't wait for Insomniac to come to the PlayStation 5 with everything they've learned from not only the PlayStation 4 and years of it, but everything they've learned of Spider-Man post Spider-Man launch, you know, to, to start a new chapter in that based on what you already learned from making a game and see what that is. Like the more I think about Spider-Man Miles Morales, the more I get excited in terms of this could be something truly special. Yeah. And I think right now Miles Morales is kind of the game that defines the PlayStation 5 launch. You know, yep. partly, I mean, not even partly, mostly because it is a PlayStation 5 exclusive game uh, or PlayStation exclusive game because it is coming out on PS4, but it is a big game coming out at the, at the launch library. Um, but also, I, I it's one of the biggest launch games for PlayStation. Like, when you think about PlayStation launches, like, usually PlayStation hasn't really launched with these extraordinary uh, titles that you're looking forward to, at least from first party. Like you, we saw that PlayStation dashboard for the PS4 yeah. thing in the video we just watched. And, you know, Resogun is awesome. Warframe is cool. Like Killzone cool. But none of none, none of those stand out in a way that Miles Morales right now for me is standing out. And even, you know, throw in, throw in Demon Souls in there too. Um, my question is, do we count Cyberpunk? Cyberpunk 2077 Ooh, for the PS5. I, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Yeah. For this, for this PlayStation 5 thing, I understand that, yes, it's PlayStation 4. You'd be playing it backwards compatible, so it should probably fall into that thing. But I feel these two spots we're talking about with PlayStation 5 are thinking in the future of something we don't know. So that's why I'd allow you to do yes. it. Yeah. And Cyberpunk is a game that I'm going to play on my PlayStation 5, right? Because I'm going to get those base benefits of whatever the boosted stuff is, right? Like if I get yeah. faster load times or whatever yeah, it is. J- just that even if it's just faster load times right yeah. i think that's so much to it yeah and i'm I'm putting cyberpunk in there for a couple reasons too not only because i'm looking forward to it and not only because it's if you're going to a desert island you're going to get a lot of good hours out of cyberpunk probably um but also i know that i'm for the when we get into the ps4 games i'm probably not going to put in the witcher 3 just because witcher 3 isn't necessarily that my my experience with The Witcher 3 doesn't stand out as much as a lot of my other PlayStation 4 game experiences, but I do have such respect for CD Projekt Red, and I think they, uh, they're they one of the standout developers of this last generation, and I feel like if we're talking about the definitive games we want to play on the play, on a PlayStation system, on a desert island, I feel like a, a CD Projekt Red game has to be included, and so I'm going for Cyberpunk with that. 
see and that's what i find fascinating about the question and granted like we're reading into it and putting our own modifiers on it but for mm-hmm. me with ryan t saying i'm going uh into the wilderness with my playstation 5 i and again i don't read this as a hypothetical i do think he's going on like a camping trip or he's going to a cabin or whatever for me it is a limited time it's not the desert island thing for me okay. it is very for so a lot of my picks i think speak to what i would think about if i was you know it, it sounds funny to say detached you know i mean you're off the grid when he's still playing video games obviously but disconnected from the internet and all that right for me i start thinking of the personal experiences i'd want to have and the things to get lost in in between hiking or chopping up firewood or just drinking by the fire and you know whatever the hell you're doing out in this wilderness and so like spider-man for me i put in there because i do think especially knowing it's more like uncharted lost legacy right which you think puts you at what 10 to 15 hours somewhere probably for a playthrough of that if you know it's probably like more right at that 10 spot like that's that excites me so much about miles where we're going to get that at launch. I hope it's a really tight story. I hope it's really different. You know what I mean? We already know the Tinkers in it, and then we know there's a bunch of hidden vil- or other villains in it that they haven't talked about. Like, I expect to get in there and have that nonstop action AAA game ride through it and be hopefully it's done before I want it to be done, but I'm happy it's over with. You know what I mean? Where it doesn't drag in the middle and doesn't sag somewhere along the way. And so in the similar thing for me to kick it off with, like building this PlayStation 4 backlog. And again, Ryan T doesn't give us a lot of information. So I'm coming at this like similar to a lot of the things we've seen on PS. I love you and other shows that this is your reintroduction to the PlayStation ecosystem that you took generate PlayStation four off, or you were more of an Xbox person or whatever. And so for me, the first one I'd put on here is life is strange. Oh uh, dude, I was going to go life is strange. Also it's, it's, and I mean, a lot of that is credited first off because life is strange is an amazing game and totally loved it. And it, you know, touched me in a lot of different ways. Uh, it's, you know, piggybacking off the video we just watched of when Chloe and Max pop on screen. It's like, boom, oh my God, right. Life yes. is strange, right? And to think about if you were to take a weekend into the wilderness and be by yourself with a cabin and you're just playing PlayStation 5, like if I'm talking about PlayStation 4 games that I think resonate that way, I, I start thinking about games that are like a book you want to curl up next to the fire. You want that kind of thing and you want, emotional connections and you want to feel tethered to these characters and life is strange does such a brilliant job of doing that yeah no I, it was a similar thing for me when i saw it pop up in the video i also had that emotional reaction of oh yeah that was a game that was special to me you know that ca- that came out i forget what year it was i think it might have been like 2015 um yeah. but came out out of left field i was not really expecting it i don't know if anybody was really expecting it to come out and, and resonate the way it did but it it was piggybacking off of even things we saw come out of the previous generation, like the Telltale games, right? Like it felt yeah. like it was piggybacking off of those foundations, like even throw in something like Heavy Rain in there, right? Like the the progression that we've seen these narrative-driven adventure games uh, come through during the PS3, uh, 360 generation. Uh, and taking that and creating something that felt different in terms of, you know, it has like similar art style i guess as the telltale games but less so like comic book and more so uh doing its own thing but then also you know we're telling a story that feels more personal uh with characters that are a teenager we're throwing in the supernatural element to it uh with max's power to rewind rewind and control time uh Mm -hmm. it felt it it 
it stood out and all that stuff. But I think what it really comes down to with Life is Strange is that the writing really just felt earnest and felt yeah. earned in a lot of in, in in a lot of cases. And yeah, like Life is Strange will forever stand out to me as a game from this generation uh, that truly does feel special. I want to shout out before we go further uh, in the live chat. Mitch Craston says Life is Strange isn't a way to show off crazy load times, though. That is not what we're doing. We are not building the definitive. This is what you showcase your PlayStation 5 with. We're doing Ryan's very specific thing here, right? Of, hey, we're building this thing of if you were going off for a week away with the PlayStation 5, to just be you and that machine. And as Ryan talks about, wanting backwards compatible, compatible games he probably missed or may have missed for a number of reasons, whether it's backlog or trophy score. Uh, what would you, he's asking, what would you want? He says greatest hits, hidden listening. gems, easy plats, or game. Maybe he got here late because he heard about this crazy suit I'm thing that's saying. happened. You know, I, also, I can you, you take could you take yours off? It, it just looks dumb. <laughs> no. no, all right, all right, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Kevin's not wrong. You know, it's just like, it, when yours you, looks it's like just when you've, you, wa- you've washed it too many times, and like the the black is dulled, and just when you have you know it's right only been washed me. once. Oh, we were aware. I remember the smell. Yeah, when you're when you're sitting right next to me, you know, on, on the video, it really pops out. Sitting, how yeah, much, I was gonna say how I'm much, over how, here. How much better my? I mean, you're sitting next to me on the screen, right? Like, and it, and it, it, and really, it sucks. It, really it sucks because you have the new lens too, so it looks a lot prettier. But like, it doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, no, the like image you can is really, better. But, you, but oh. you can really because of because of that better image, you can really see how just not up to par <laughs> the suit is in comparison to mine. Blessing, what's your first pick for a PlayStation 4 game you'd want to send off on this thing? I so in the spirit of Life is Strange, I so I have a long list here that I'm uh, that I'm looking through, and and uh, I've been thinking a lot about the 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 smaller uh, indie games that have really stuck out to me during this generation, uh, and games that I wrote down, you know, from that video are games like uh, Dead Cells, uh, Celeste, mm-hmm. um, Inside um uh firewatch right and the list goes on rocket league um the one that i'm going to throw out there for me is undertale undertale i of mm. course i talk about undertale a lot uh undertale has this i want to say a cult following but it is a large cult <laughs> it's a huge cult yeah, I mean, yeah people really really like undertale yeah people love undertale me included it is one of my favorite games of the last generation and in a similar way as Life, Life is Strange, came out and came out of nowhere for me, jumped into that game, and I was shocked by how much I fell in love with the writing, how much I fell in love with the characters, how much I really enjoyed the game mechanics. The the, the soundtrack I'll put up there is one of, the, one of my favorite, if not probably my favorite soundtrack in a video game. Wow. Uh, Undertale, I think just, you know, if we're, if, we're, if we're talking about indie games or even games, period, I think... Undertale really embodies the idea of, hey, this is what it's all about when you're making an indie game, right? Like it is the heart, it is the the vision of, you know, Toby Fox was the main dude who worked on Undertale. I know he had assistance from uh, other folks who contributed stuff, but Toby Fox was the main visionary behind Undertale. And you can really tell that in the writing of the game, it feels like you are getting like a person's specific sense of humor. You're getting sure. his vision for this thing. You're getting his uh, vision for the story. You're getting like, it, it really does feel like it's coming directly from a creative mind in a similar way as you would think like a, um, a Metal Gear Solid from a Hideo Kojima, even though Hideo Kojima has a way bigger team and all this different stuff. Of course. Um, but yeah, Undertale, you know, is another game that if we're talking about 
length it, it's almost like the opposite thing of cyberpunk where yeah cyberpunk is a game i can spend a bunch of hours with undertale i can complete in about six hours and uh if we're going away for a weekend yeah undertale would be it would be a game that i could come back to and, and, and really enjoy um you know you're talking ryan t about stuff that to play in the wilderness i assume in a cabin and you're doing all these different things i think sticking with the unvibe of undertale i would say until dawn like oh until yeah. dawn we i think until dawn is another one that always gets brought up of like oh yeah it was really cool and it was fun but like until dawn and granted you're going to be doing this in november and not october right in the lead up to the holiday that i'm the king of king of halloween Greg Miller. um it is that idea of maybe the horror movie has passed you by kind of thing and the horror theme but i think being in a cabin especially with the setting of until dawn which is the snow covered cabin and things like that that'd be even creepier way to play it let alone again you want to talk about like what just the natural backwards compatibility enhancements of the PlayStation 5 are going to do to these games until dawn I think playing like a movie and looking like a movie uh having it not only load faster but be a bit sharper and have those performance captures uh, really pop on the screen right with all the colors and uh, stuff that the PlayStation 5 can do which is I'm not smart enough for um I think that'd be a great fit for it and let alone like we're going back to that the story is really fun and if you've never if you missed until dawn which i would assume someone if, if you're just picking up a playstation 5 and looking for a back catalog uh, uh, endorsement kind of thing i think until dawn's a great one that might fly under the radar when you're talking about great things but the choices of that i'll never forget that psx of them playing that at a live demo you know thousands of people in front of them and everybody screaming about where to go and what to do next and what choice to make in the you know a or b decision you've been given like until dawn you know gets talked about but doesn't get talked about enough and i really do think that supermassive had something super special with that i don't think they nailed it with man of a down but i'm excited to see what they do with a little hope next yeah and th th that's my thing when it comes to supermassive is i until dawn is obviously their their best work yet um and even though man of a dawn didn't live up to those expectations i still have an excitement for the rest of the 100%. dark anthology uh, series like man, man of a dawn i don't think like wasn't bad it just wasn't until dawn uh and you know despite that there's something still i'd say special about the games that they make like i still uh there's still an excitement to see like what is going to be the thing in this game because man of madon had if you play through that game there is like a certain twist mechanic that that they throw in there that kind of throw that kind of throws you for a loop the first time you experience it and That's makes it. I mean, threw me for a loop. I, I did not right. know what was going on until partway through, and I was like, oh, all right, I see what's going on here. Let's figure this thing out. Um, and if they have something like that in each of these Dark Pictures anthology games, then, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all in for it. I, I, if we were to speak about, how, like, what we'd want uh, Supermassive to do, you know, I would like them to maybe, you know, spend, maybe, like, take a step back and spend more time on an individual game as opposed to, like, doing this yearly, these yearly installments. You know, that said, uh, even even still like i'm 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 all in for a little hope and and what comes after okay what's your next pick uh, i i'm trying to think right and i'm looking back at uh ryan t's write in and ryan t mentions that you know looking for uh greatest hits or hidden gems or easy plats or just good times um and i i kind of want to throw in a, a like a greatest hit and i'm trying to think of 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 which one to go with there's a lot. There's a lot, right? And like I'm, like I'm, I'm kind of my mind. I'm, in my mind, I'm kind of rotating between God of War and Final Fantasy VII and The Last of Us Part Two. Okay. I think I'm gonna go God of War. I think I'm gonna okay. say God of War. I think God of War. You gotta, you gotta throw in there. When I think of 
especially when I think of like the first party, uh, if you want to call them like the the the, the PlayStation Prestige games, right? Like those big uh first party exclusives that are that have all the budget thrown into them that 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 are being being developed by their their biggest and best studios uh god of war is the one for me this generation that really takes the cake as far as uh uh uh, making a game that really stands out and feels special and feels like it is this blockbuster experience uh and i really like I, i know people i don't know if people take it for granted but i feel like people kind of throw away the idea of the the single shot camera because you know there are games that have done it before like it's not necessarily it's not necessarily the newest idea but i think the way they went about using it in god of war uh really made the cinematography in that game feel different from what you get out of that type of game um along with the redefinition of kratos's character and, and his relationship with with uh, last time i said it i got it wrong atreus atreus atreus, atreus. um his relationship with atreus and and like the 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 way they go about the combat system and the and the uh, close to the back camera, like God of War to me is a masterpiece. Like I I 100%. can't get enough of that game. I almost put it in as my second pick there, but I went with Until Dawn instead. But like yeah, God of War has to be on that list. I think again for what we're talking about, or at least again how I'm interpreting it, of sitting there and having something to devour and get lost in and feel. Like and that's always the yes. thing I can't give enough credit to uh, Corey and Sony Santa Monica is that taking something that I cared as little about, which was the character of Kratos, who I thought was one note and a complete joke, and actually pinning emotions on him and making me feel feel them through him and his relationship to his son. Like God of War is so incredibly special. Uh, my next pick, blessing Adioye Junior is. Valiant Hearts The Great War. Oh. Valiant Hearts, another have. yeah, UB Arts game, right? Uh, that has you going through World War One and seeing it through multiple people's uh, uh 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 perspectives. And is this almost not cartoony, but it is cartoony graphic style, right? It all it always reminded me of scribble knots and the way characters move and go through it, but I feel like again for everything we're talking about like that's a game that i remember being enraptured with right where i was just like i am enjoying this so much it is so much not my typical game because of course it's like puzzles and platformers and all these different things not platformers that much but there's puzzles for sure you know what i mean of going through and all of this of pushing forward these different narratives to see how people net out in this war and again a war that's not nearly as well worn as a world war ii is and all these different things and seeing what it is and i remember you know the dog being such a big part of it and you know trying to dig people out of uh you know uh, underground caves that have been collapsed and all these things like valiant hearts is another one that i think we talked a lot about at the time but haven't talked about since and so if you're talking about hidden gems ryan t and something that doesn't get enough credit i think valiant hearts is on that list for sure Oh man, I am. I have. We only have. I only have one game left, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. We we, we kept it to three apiece. My, so far, we have Life is Strange from me, Undertale from you, Until Dawn from me, God of War from you, Valiant Hearts from me. Then this is your final pick, and then Spider Man, Miles Morales, and Cyberpunk for your PlayStation Five. And we're putting asterisks and quotes around there. Oh man, this is tough because I have a long list here that I'm looking at, and so many of these games I could recommend. Oh, okay. I'm going to give a few shout outs and then I'm going to get to my pick. Okay. So, okay. Shout out to, uh, to Ratchet and Clank. Shout out to Persona 5 Royal. Shout out to Metal Gear Solid 5. My pick is going to be Nier Automata. I think. Oh. Nier, yeah. Nier Automata, I absolutely adored. Nier Automata is probably one of the most 
intelligent games that I've ever played. Uh, and that is from just like a, a story writing perspective. Uh, but then also, yeah, from a, a, a gameplay perspective, I really adore the mix between the third person uh, platinum combat that we all know and love um, uh, that and the 2D shoot em up combat that, you know, in the, in the way that they go back and forth and combine those two elements and make them work together, it, it feels like they shouldn't, it, the game feels like it shouldn't work, but it just works so well uh, in terms of how they go about that. Um, but yeah, that, the aesthetic, the characters, for a lot... It, Nier Automata, I think, has a lot of what I look forward to in games. Uh, and that is, you know, great game design, obviously, but then also, yeah, great characters, uh, a, a story that feels like it has layers to it that that, that keeps going. The 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 system, like the the ending system, where they have twenty six different endings based off, I guess, the alphabet, right? Ending A, ending B, all that <laughs> stuff. As outrageous as it, as it is, it it's also really smart because there's like four or five main endings in the game that the game that it feel somewhat required to to actually having the full experience of it. Uh, and the way in which for me, when I played through that game, you know, I did ending A and I was like, oh, sweet. I beat the game. And like, I knew there were more endings, but I was like, okay, well, I guess those those are for the super fans, right? I, and at a certain point, I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go back. I'm going to get ending B. Got ending B, ending, uh, or did play through B, I'm going to call it. Did play through B and I was like, oh, wow. That added a lot more than I was realizing. <laughs> got, to, got to play through C and realize that it is essentially a sequel to a playthroughs a and b it kept going and it was it it, it it's a mind-blowing game in a way that i wasn't expecting it to be like it found as a video game it found ways to blow my mind in ways that i didn't expect not just through story reveal moments but through actual gameplay moments and uh it's it's everything that i want in a game it's really special it's really cool everybody should play near automata uh and yeah it's my pick well there you go ryan t your list for the ultimate PlayStation 5 launch library, it looks like this. Number one, Life is Strange. Number two, Undertale. Number three, Until Dawn, which, of course, is available as part of the PlayStation uh, Plus collection. Uh, number four, God of War, which is, of course, part of the PlayStation Plus collection. Uh, number five, Valiant Hearts, The Great War. Number six, Near Automata. And then number seven on PlayStation 5, Spider-Man, Miles Morales. And number eight on PlayStation 5, Cyberpunk. Good luck. Do you worry about Cyberpunk? A little bit <laughs> like yeah. I it's not that I worry because I think that game is going to be quality like the places that I think I feel like that game could maybe falter is in the writing like I I that, I, that that's the one thing where I'm like okay any any game can have bad bad writing right like any you can throw as much money as you want at a thing you can have mm -hmm. as you can you can have as much time thrown into a thing into like a video game product but I think writing is one of those things where it's either you nail it or you don't. And even The Last of Us Part 2, I think, is an example of, you know, I like the writing in The Last of Us Part 2. I think that game's great. There are a lot of people that did not like the writing in The Last of Us Part 2. And it's like that it, it's it's such a a subjective, like either you're you're into it or you're not kind of thing. And yep. I could see a case where I play Cyberpunk and I'm just like, ooh, yeah, this I isn't didn't, hitting, yeah. Yeah, this isn't hitting. Oh, I don't like this character arc. Ooh, I wish they they treated this character better. I can see that. I can see that happening. It was um, Janet, right, who was talking. Janet Garcia, right, who had on Twitter talking about um, why is it that anybody of uh, Hispanic descent is saying like the buzzwords yeah. of like you know poppy? And I don't think that was one of references. 
but it was like th- that's yeah, a turn off to her right well, of like hey yeah. let's just st- even in the far-flung cyberpunk future the stereotypes that you would have a stereotypical uh latin or hispanic character is saying the same things that they say in the movies now when you need a gangbanger yeah i saw i saw a whole lot of that uh, at the cyberpunk night city wire uh before this previous one where they showed off all the different gangs yeah, yeah. a lot of people were like oh this one like these the uh the latinx gang like seems not as uh appropriate as you want it to be right like i those are the places where i get a little bit nervous but i think overall like overall i'm looking forward to it i really hope it's good i hope it's my game of the year because it is the exact type type of game that i'm kind of looking for right now especially coming out of playing the outer worlds which you know outer worlds i absolutely adore and love especially after playing the dlc like going back to it really uh uh how long? You know, or you're gonna talk about the DLC in a bit, aren't you? I want. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that. I'll talk about it later. There. Cool. Yeah, but yeah, Cyberpunk. I'm excited for. A little bit nervous, but we'll see. Where do you? So is that for you? Are you in the camp of Cyberpunk comes and that shuts down? Like that's what you do. That's all you're playing. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It, it depends on where I'm at with other games, but I'd say so. Yeah. Like I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast that Spider-Man Miles Morales is a game that I'll play over the course of days like i'm gonna beat that game in probably two or three days because that is gonna be like a 10 to 15 hour experience whereas cyberpunk is a game that i'm looking forward to playing over the course of weeks um just because like i i uh, and this is with any rpg really i see that game as the type of game that i can just lose myself into and sure again coming out of the outer worlds playing the dlc i kind of had flashbacks to oh yeah i put a lot of hours into this game without even realizing it like the easiest hours that i've ever put into a game because because rpgs kind of invoke that in you there's something about the design of these games that make you just lose hours right and part of it might be the pacing part of it might be the focus on on story and all this different stuff um but yeah cyberpunk i am i'm definitely looking forward to as that game that i i lose all my time uh into though there being a big launch uh, lineup for both the consoles kind of makes yeah. me nervous about it but that's my thing is i mean i'm fascinated with my own hype for it where i'm hyped for it i think it looks amazing i think it looks awesome i can't wait to get into it but i do think that it's going to be deeper in my on my bench than i thought it would be where i think miles is the uh, miles for me is the i that's what i can't wait to play i need to get in i need to play it yada 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 but then right behind it i think it's assassin's creed where i for some reason that third part third person third party third person viking tale is speaking to me more right now than the far-flung future of cyberpunk and it's not at all putting down uh, you know cyberpunk in, in any way like i think that game's gonna be fantastic and incredible and a whole bunch of different things but something about assassin's creed i think it's how high i was in odyssey coming into this makes me think i'm gonna enjoy that more and i mean we'll have to see when we get our hands on them and actually have them both to go off of but I'm interested to see how it all yeah. actually shakes out. I, f- I feel like every day I wake up in my tier list as far as uh, what my priorities are when that week comes up changes yeah. where I, I Miles Morales stays on top. But then after that, I'm like, all right, I really want to try out Godfall. But then I also like Cyberpunk is obviously obviously like, you know, very high on that list. Oh, but then I also do want to play Astrobot um uh or astro's playroom but then oh yeah little big planet um or not yeah big planet, stack boys Sack adventure Boy, looks Sack really Boy, fun yeah. and i'm gonna really i really want to play that with a friend and you know i i go down the list of games that are coming out that week and i'm like oh man there's a lot to do there's a lot to to sink my teeth into and I'll, i'm gonna have to see when that week comes up like i'm ho- i'm hoping that i just have a lot of time to play games uh or that i prioritize my, my time so that i'm just always playing games but you know we'll see what happens uh blessing we're not done talking about the playstation 5 are we 
We are not. Because it's time for PlayStation 5 Watch. Greg, this week... Yeah, it was a great job, Kevin, because I didn't know if you were ready for it. Uh, This week, PlayStation 5 Watch is all about the PlayStation 5 UI, but then we're going to get into a large talk about PlayStation parties. Um, because both are interlinked. Uh, but, but first, let's take a look at PlayStation 5 uh, UI, because last week we got our first look at the next generation user experience. I'm going to read directly from the PlayStation blog, which details uh, pretty much all we need to know about the PlayStation 5 UI. They write, with less than a month until launch, we're thrilled to share our very first look at the PlayStation 5 console's user experience. The new UX is completely centered on the player to provide you a truly next-generation experience with deeper immersion that quickly connects you to great games and a passionate gaming community. We believe your playtime is valuable and should be meaningful, and all the new features we're delivering are, are inspired by that concept and vision. The new UX introduces several new features designed to make your gaming experiences more fun, engaging, personalized, and social. One of the highlights is a new control center, which provides immediate access to almost everything you need from the system at a single press of the PlayStation button on the DualSense wireless controller, all without leaving the game. We've also added a new feature called Activities, designed to bring you closer to the key elements of gameplay. Activities are displayed via on-screen cards in the control center, which enables you to discover new gameplay opportunities. Go back to the things you missed, jump directly into uh, into levels or challenges you want to play, and much more. Some activity cards can be put into picture-in-picture mode, so you can view them without having to leave the game. Navigating the interface, switching between games, and hopping into online matches occurs quickly as we rebuilt the entire software stack from the console to the network to bring you a truly next-generation experience. We believe that the less time you spend waiting to interact with the system, the more time you will have to, to spend playing games. Greg, last week we did our whole live reaction to the PlayStation 5 UI. Uh, now that we're now we're on PSL of UXOXO, what are your what are your thoughts? What are your reactions? Cool. It was the yeah. same. Like that was the same thing. Is I you know we it was interesting to see the you can go watch the YouTube.com slash kind of funny games our reaction to the UI uh, video about ten minutes long, right? Um, you watch through it and, and it's such a all right, cool. This is looks fast and there's information on screen that's cool and it'll be a, hey, let's get our hands on it and see really what it becomes, right? Like, just looking at it and watching it, it's fine. How are cards going to be used? Will they actually matter? You know, they talked about the PlayStation Plus uh, being able to get game help or whatever. Like, is that actually going to help or is that going to be as silly as it was in the demo where it was like, man, where do I find the turn up? And then you look at the card and it shows you a video of you getting the turn up. It's like, is it going to be like that or is it going to be like when you have a very complicated move or hidden secret or something to that effect that you need to have it go get? Like, it, it, you know, what we talked about all last week leading up to this was my belief that it looks like PlayStation is trying to trim the fat off of this thing, where it's very clear we're going to get you into your games, we're going to get you into your apps, and that's it. Like, you know, like when they started removing stuff and trying, they're trying to get it down to one app. It seems on the uh, on your phone or whatever to work with it, uh, peeling back different things, combining parties, which I know we're about to talk to into messages and all this stuff. Like, really trying to trim the fat on it. The thing about this in the cards are, is this a feature everyone's about to run and embrace and use and have really great shit on it? Or is it going to be that in three years, nobody's using these trophy help cards or these uh, you know help cards in general yeah. on what to go do? My, 
you know, again, coming off of the UI thing and being a bit cool on it at the time, not cool and not, and not like, oh, this sucks. Just like, awesome. Yeah, it's a UI. Like, I can't wait to get it. Like, it's in the same way of having the Xbox Series X and like, cool, it's snappy and it gets me where I need to be. Great. Awesome. Like, I want to see the games. I want to see all the other stuff and systems on top of it. The thing that I, of course, kept begging them to do during the UI presentation that they didn't do was talk more about trophies because they have the trophy cards popping up. They, sh- you know, we're talking about the, there's been the, you know, redacted, unredacted thing of like, it'll actually have the trophy counters. So, you know, how many, if you have to do 75 different things, how many of those you've actually gotten close to being doing. However, uh, one of the things that made it, uh, it started breaking, not even breaking, but people exploring more of the weekends. And now we have an article from uh, VG247 is uh, trophies actually unlocking uh, bonus or actually g- goods for you. Uh, I'm reading over. From I said VG twenty four seven. This is uh, Dom Pepiat uh, who says PS five trophies will unlock avatar pictures, profile banners, and more. Trophy hunters look sharp. A new feature looks to set to make PlayStation five trophies even more valuable than they were on PlayStation four. Over on the PlayStation 4, if you are diligent enough to unlock platinum trophies, you can unlock bonus themes and avatar pictures for your efforts. Typically, Sony sends an email to the account linked to your PSN, and you can redeem the rewards from there. The PlayStation 5 appears to make trophy-based rewards much simpler to claim and more common, too. During the PlayStation 5 UI video that was shared by the company last week, eagle-eyed gamers have spotted certain trophies in Destruction All-Stars come with tie, come tied to rewards. Thanks, MP the first. Uh, the gold trophy, uh, recognized, uh, but spelled like wreck, like they got in a car wreck, uh, seems to reward you with a profile avatar for your hard work, and the bronze rookie trophy gives you a profile banner. In an upgrade uh, from how it worked on the PlayStation 4, it seems we'll be able to unlock profile-based items on the actual console itself. We'll be able to, and we'll also be able to claim bonus items uh, from all tiers of trophies, uh, not just the illustrious platinums. Uh, this is only based on what we can see through the UI, though. It's uncertain how many of these games will support this feature, and if third-party developers will make use of the system the same way Sony games do. You can see the Im- images embedded below. Kevin, I don't know if you want to click on that link I put at the top of the story and throw this up a little bit while I talk about them. For me, that's the kind of shit that I, I want. That, And I don't even mean the trophy part of me. I mean gamifying the ui experience gamifying what you're already doing let the, the idea alone where they're talking about profile banners get me gets me excited like what does that look like how many of those will there be that'll be behind i assume game over greg and i can put whatever image i want in there uh you know profile avatar has never been my thing because i just want it to be my face anyway but for more customization for banner customization for themes uh you know in-game items maybe down the line like that's a really cool idea and a cool way to reward you and something that's dramatically different than what we have now. Even now we're talking about it being different of, okay, cool, there's the game help feature or the trophy cards in general that are showing you, I do like the idea of this, you know, you're this far away from the end of the chapter and that should take you about this long. That's a cool idea. Again, will that be accurate? Uh, how uh, in three years, how much are we using that? This right here, I hope is something they do mandate. And I hope it is that, not that every trophy needs to give me something, but yeah, when I am playing a third-party Assassin's Creed or whatever, I am unlocking cool things. It maybe even it is just, you know, a different color. Like, um, if I was playing something like Odyssey, right, because it's just easier there, a different, you know, PlayStation Blue for the scarf or some shit like that. Like, that kind of stuff I find really fascinating. Yeah. No, I found I find that interesting, too. I have the fear that not many developers are going to use it outside of maybe mm-hmm. PlayStation first party developers. And I think that that kind of reflects through my entire, through all my feelings on the UI. Like 
I d during our live reactions, you know, you asked, I think you asked me first, like, well, what's my reaction to it? How do I feel about it? And I, I think my first response was, I feel nothing. Um, and I think a big I'm part dead of that, the world, I'm dead. Uh, a big part of that is the fact that all of, all of the features they showed regarding the UI felt like things that just weren't for me. Like, mm -hmm. I, I came out of it being like, okay, I, I like how the UI looks. I like how the, the main menu looks on the PlayStation 5. I like that things seem to be snappy. Although, like, who knows how that's going to, how snappy that's going to be in actual practice when we get our hands on the system. Or, like, if it stays that snappy five years down the line, that's those totally. are things that we'll, that we'll have to I see. I mean, because, like, that's, you said that on the stream, and it's so true. It's it, like last night, you know. Clicking out of Avengers, going up to trophies, it slowly loads yeah. it. I go to click on trophies, I back down to Avengers, I get up there, I sync the PlayStation trophies. All right, now let's watch an HBO Max thing. Slowly open TV video, slowly. And it's like, this looks great and I can't wait for it. But even this, seven years yeah. down the line, five years down the line, how is it running? Exactly. And so there, there's still that with me, though. Like, I do, I do like how the UI looks. I do like... The, how the menus look but when it comes to game help and when it comes to the cards and when it comes to even the trophy awards i'm like all right game help seems like a lot of work and who's going to be doing that work especially mm -hmm. when it comes to games that are indie games i like i can only assume that the 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 uh most indie games that are coming out that are like your uh like your graveyard keepers or games that you know people have interest in but don't have you know, as wide of an audience as something like Ghost of Tsushima, you know, sure. are those games going to have game help? I can only assume not. Um, and that's the thing is, I can't imagine if you're, if you, this can't be sadly, I think, mandated. None of the stuff yeah. we're talking about can be mandated, right? Because if you are a small indie team and it's like, cool, we want to bring it to PlayStation. Cool, we need these videos and we need this and we, like, are you paying cool. us? For, are, are you paying yeah, us? Like for, you the time. You know, we're not paying you to do this. Oh, and fuck off. No. And, I'll, and, and okay, well, we need them. Well, I'm going to go to Xbox and Nintendo only and PC and be gone. Like, they can't do that. They'll have to incentivize. And that's hopefully where you see, like, when there's deals being paid, you know, of exclusivity or stuff like that, you'd imagine then, yes, there's going to be like, hey, cool, make the game help things, do some avatars, whatever. Yes, right. And then that kind of, yeah, it feeds back to the PlayStation reward thing, the PlayStation trophies reward thing is cool. If that's the case, that's awesome. That sounds great. But is that something you can mandate? Because that sounds like it's going to be, it, a lot of this stuff just sounds like it's going to put more work on developers. And that, I feel like it, that, that doesn't sound realistic, especially when you have other platforms that aren't requiring that stuff or other platforms that may end up requiring, requiring their own uh, things, right? Like you don't want to put unnecessary work on the side of the dev when it comes to implementing system features that devs might not care about. Like if I was made in game, I wouldn't really care about game help because that's what IGN is for. Or that's what uh, all these different websites are for. Um, and so I have that worry when it comes to that stuff. My second thing is I feel like they are providing answers and solutions for things that never really felt like problems True. like when they when they showed off game cards i like i've never really i've i've really been in the scenario where i'm like man i wish i could have picture in picture of my friend's gameplay on my screen in the corner like i've never really had that like every, there's, there's, there's probably been like once or twice or maybe three times where i'm like okay i want to watch my friend play a game and stream it only to me and they already have that with share play share play yeah doesn't work for me half the time but you know they they do have a solution for that and so i would have liked them to, to, to maybe build more on top of that specifically um but all that said i know this stuff is going to be great 
for certain people. Like there was a write-in on one of the kind of funny games dailies after they showed off the PlayStation 5 UI. And somebody was mentioning how, yeah, for me as a gamer, you know, I have uh, a family, I have all this stuff that I'm paying attention to. And so like the ability to be to be able to know how much longer I have in a specific area of a game, that's gonna be useful for me because then I know if I have enough time to do this before I have to put my kids to That play. I totally dig because I I, yeah. I do I have had you we've all had those moments of all right, well, I'll just finish this chapter and go to bed. Or I'll just finish this chapter and like you, you know, then it turns into an hour long thing you weren't expecting. Like, I do think that is one of the, the things that is cool for it. But I'm with you and the other ones of just like, all right, cool. Who are you building it for? And does it really matter? And part of, you know, doing any of this and starting a new generation is innovation. Like there's stuff you yeah. have to take a shot on that you do believe in. Does PlayStation really believe that me sharing my screen to you while we both play games is the future? And that's really something they mean? I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I think making we've all for years asked for trophies and achievements to matter more to actually, you know, like to unlock exclusive stuff. The fact that you think of like PlayStation has a gear store. PlayStation sells their own consoles now on top of all the merch they do in general. Like, the fact that, and again, this goes to Xbox too with their controller lab or whatever, but like nobody's looked at Destiny and like their raid structure and how like when you ra- you get do the raid, you can buy the expensive jacket and do shit like that. Like, they, yeah, why are you tie- tying my rewards of a platinum and being in the top 0.1% of something to a marketing email? When, yeah, if you were to send me a marketing email or on the PlayStation, hit me up, be like, hey, you have access to this exclusive thing. Still make me pay for it. Still make it like that thing behind it. But like, yeah, you get a crazy plate now, a faceplate for your PlayStation 5 that are only produced if you platinum, whatever, you know, Horizon 2 or some shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. this is, yes, it is a way to make money and it is just more capitalism. And I do love the idea that this stuff's just free that we're talking about. But like, the scale you could take it to and do cool shit with, I think would make the PlayStation community even more like it is at PSX, where there is that community that will travel around the world to do this. So of course, if you were going to say, blessing you know we looked at this thing you were among the first put out at hurley the first 100 people who uh platinum ghost of tsushima legends or ghost of tsushima 2 can then you know take this code we send put it in and get this exclusive funko pop or statue or whatever like that kind of shit would fucking murder and yeah it's low return on maybe your investment of money but it's not on terms of investment of your audience wanting to be a part of that and be exclusively there yeah, and I wish they I wish they highlighted that a little bit more in their UI video. Like the UI video was eleven minutes of cards, activities, and and uh, some of those party features, and the, it it felt like I I don't know why they didn't talk about what seems to be you know the rewards for the trophies. Like, and the only thing I can think of is maybe they're scared that that might get a reaction that is polarized. Um, because I can I can I can see a a case where people are like, oh no, don't like don't. I don't, I, I, I'm trying to think of what a complaint would be. I I don't want to worry about all this these system features in my game. I just want I just want my game to be my game, and I don't want, want PlayStation to feel like it's being in, invasive. Maybe that's a yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, but like I don't know. It it, it almost feels like they're re- trying to play as safe as possible with the UI video. It's well, that I mean, that's the other thing that I do think. You know, we've talked repeatedly about on this show in the run up to uh, launch and marketing and wait, why did they put this news outside of the state of play? And why did this release date get announced weeks later? And yada, yada, yada. Like, this is the same thing. Like the idea here that I would have messaged a bit clear in the video is, Hey, it's your first look at the UI. And guess what? Throughout the next several weeks, every Tuesday, we're going to like, by the time this post, there could be a blog post that is, here's how trophies work on PlayStation five. And like, that's what you want to see, right? You want to see these things they put out, get drilled down into. And I want to know if, you know, is it 
third parties have to do this or they can do this on who how what is the commitment you've seen is it every trophy that's giving you something is it a certain number of trophies that'll give you these things for every game like there's a whole bunch of different stuff to explain and how much they will before we actually get our hands on november 12th we'll see so in the conversation of playstation seeming to be fixing things for the playstation 5 that don't seem to be broken that segues us in the conversation about playstation parties which has been a huge thing this week um playstation playstation parties have changed dot 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 for the worst question mark uh, ding, 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 ding. comes in multiple parts i'm going to start off with an article from push square liam croft who writes ps4 owners aren't happy with the new party system one of the biggest changes ps4 firmware update 8.0 made earlier today was a complete overhaul of the party system it has interlinked the messaging system with party functionality to on the surface make sending off numerous party invites at once a complete breeze However, that's not how the PS4 community has taken to it. Reddit, PS4, and other Sony-focused communities are pleading with the Japanese giant to, refer to revert back to the original system as the updated party mechanic is now presenting so many more problems than it needs to. What this update has essentially done, as far as we understand it, is introduce so many more steps to forming a party than there needs to be. Before update 8.0, you could simply start a party by opening up your friends list and popping off invites to your buddies. Now you can only invite users pre via preformed message groups. Now, now this change is fine if you have a dedicated group of people to play with, and that lineup never changes. However, the moment you you veer off that path, problems start to arise. Let's say one of your your friends has a buddy who wants to join the party for some Call of Duty Warzone matches. You would have to create yet another another message group purely to send them an invite. When before you could simply list the party as public, and they'd be able to join themselves. Imagine having to repeat this process over and over again every single time a new player wants to join your squad. Sony has created a hassle where there wasn't one. Worse still is that private parties don't even seem to be a thing anymore. And that's, to me, like the most egregious part about it is that private parties are gone. I can't just party up by myself. I don't like that. Um, but, so wait, yeah. that's what you mean by that? Because that's my thing I don't get. Where uh, like, Again, this is... Stick with me because this is an... Uh, I have the beholder thing, and I'm talking to you listeners and viewers, right, of how you use parties. From everything they've said here is how I use the party, so it doesn't affect me. It's me, Goldfarb, Sean, Tam, whatever. Like, I was only making these groups with my friends while we played Avengers or do whatever, like multiplayer game. So removing somebody or adding somebody isn't the issue to me, but then they're saying that you can't mm -hmm. just have – you can't set it to public to have anyone join and then they're yeah. also saying that private doesn't exist, but isn't the new thing private? The new but you're thing, saying you're saying it's because you can't make a solo one to get out of everything, right? Yeah, well, that's that's my problem is that I can't make a solo one to get out of, out of everything. What the uh, technically, like I'd say, yeah, the way it works now pretty much works as private parties because yeah, you don't have uh, uh, public parties just sitting around in the parties menu that people can just jump into if they want to. Like now, Would every you, party works as a private party. Which again, and again, it's just a case-by-case -case basis was the annoyance for me. The mm. times I wouldn't leave it private and I'd be doing something and somebody would pop in. That's just a, a, back when I had the 2,000 friends, right? Somebody would pop in. Oh my God, Greg, my hey man, sorry, this isn't actually, didn't mean to leave this open. Can you leave? And I kick them out and then put it private so I could talk to my friend or whatever. Yeah. No, it, and for me, the I usually, well, Nowadays, I don't leave my PlayStation parties public anymore. I used to leave, leave them public all the time because I would have cases where, especially when I was playing Apex Legends all the time, uh, you, you would have squads of three and have people come and go all the time. And so the easiest, easiest thing for me was to just leave a, a party public and be like, yeah. all right, yeah, when you get on PlayStation, just join the party, you know, whatever. Like, that's kind of that kind of 
felt like an easier way to go about it than this to where this feels like they're trying to lean more toward a discord like system i was gonna say this reads like how we use discord right where i have a million different direct messages and then exactly okay okay which i feel like is kind of like um uh what's the word i'm looking for not clunky cumbersome i feel like it's cumbersome in a a way where yeah instead of just having uh chat parties or yeah i guess chat parties that are or voice chat parties i mean to say that are just like hey yeah you jump in jump out when i leave the party's done now it is yeah you have groups that are just persistent and say i do have like say i'm playing ghost of legends with friends right like i'm playing right i'm I'm gonna play with me my friend andrew and uh two of two other of our friends cool one of them drops out and so we want to bring in another person okay cool now we have to add this person into our private party and now it's like a five person persistent group even though this person just wants to play with us for a night um and but you can it, remove them yeah, but it just feel I feel like it's way more cumbersome. I feel and your like other friend of- can remove himself too. Like I, I again, like this mm-hmm. is, I, I do not want to do what I feel people always do. I always bitch about when it was season passes or DLC, where it's like clearly I don't have a horse in this race. Like it doesn't change anything for me. Everybody else is the the amount of people that are upset about this are using it in a different way, which is dra- and now and now it's been fundamentally changed. I get it. I'm not mm-hmm. out here defending it. It just feels like. Okay, like you're making a different. You're, it's another step. Is it really that big of a deal? But I do yeah. understand what you're saying. And I think, and I, yeah, and I think it kind of, kind of comes down to how how people use PlayStation Part, like how different people use PlayStation Part. Because I had this conversation too with Tim earlier in the day, and like Tim was very much like a like, all right, cool. <laughs> like he doesn't use PlayStation Parties that much because yeah. he doesn't tend to play as many different uh, multiplayer games. Uh, and so it very much is like a your reception to this is going to differ person by person. There's also sure. been controversy with this because uh, also in the 8.0 update, they've implemented this thing to now when you join parties, uh, there's a notification that pops up that is, hey, you may be re- you may be recorded right now. Like everything you're saying might be recorded, which has freaked people out. Such um, a fucking brouhaha about yeah. nothing. Like I could all, if you had already opted in, I could record your audio. But yes. the morning of, when everybody's like, PlayStation's recording every party, I was like, that can't be right. Yeah, and I, I think the main thing is just it's, it was a messaging issue, like the sure. way the pop-up read. The main difference between then and now is that it is on by default that people can record you. Before, you would have to opt in. Like, if people sure. were recording you in their parties, unless they're using, like, OBS or something, and they're connected to their PC, if people are recording you in their party uh, via the PlayStation proper, you would just be silent. Like your mic would just be muted uh, if you're going off. Now, I believe everybody's mic is just on because that is just the default state. Uh, and, you know, I don't really see it as a huge issue. The more I think about it, the more I'm I'm like, I don't know how much this was needed for PlayStation parties because that's not really where, because the, the whole reason they're implementing it is because of harassment and they want to have people, they want to give people the ability to report stuff um uh and have the voice clips with it whenever they're reporting any sort of right. harassment going on which i think is a good thing the thing that makes me go was this really necessary is that in my experience the harassment has never come from playstation parties proper the harassment has always come from in game chat and so i would actually use playstation parties to escape in game chat so i could be in a thing by myself if you're in a playstation party usually you're in there with friends or people right. you know um and so it almost feels it's it's almost as if like discord was like oh yeah we're gonna monitor your like our discord calls when but like, isn't why, this also then but in the same thing isn't this a change that's needed because of the way they've changed parties 
because now what you're talking about, right, where it's like not your specific institution did, but it is like you're playing with a bunch of friends and you need a fourth, so you just add somebody randomly from the group, and then it turns out that, yeah, they're a fucking bigot, and they start talking shit. It's like, well, fuck you. Like, I mean, I'm not saying it's happening hand over fist, but I think the way they're changing it and the way they're restructuring parties and messaging and this then is speaking to the idea that they, number one, want to try to make it harder to get fucking harassed and number two mm-hmm. they're also making it easier to talk on the playstation 5 right it's something we talked about before the mic's built into the controller like the idea is that you're able to go right away no matter what and so i think they're trying to give you and everybody who uses it uh an avenue that if it does get out of control there is a new moderation thing but it speaks back to what we're talking about of how serious are you about this like is it are is are you upping your your team that's going to be moderating this that are going to be getting these messages that are going to be sorting through all these mp3s or whatever you get yeah no and and it all feels like it's building toward how the ps5 is going to work like tim asked tim asked the question earlier today of hey like does this seem like it's going to have any benefits with the way they're structuring now structuring it now and my answer to that is like yeah it seems like it it seems like it's what you're you were saying earlier of them trying to streamline things and Mm -hmm. uh you know get rid of uh uh like any sort of fat right let's like condense things let's Build, let's build parties into messages so that that becomes one system. Let's build this more Discord-like system. Uh, I prefer how it was previously, but with them building toward PS5, it then makes me think that there are going to be features, uh, you know, with the new, with how PS5 works that is going to make this, fingers crossed, worthwhile. Like, there's some things that they show off in the UI video of how they're sharing things between uh, place, the, the new PlayStation parties in a way that, I guess makes things more streamlined, right? Like, okay, cool. I want to share my screen with my friend. I just go directly to that party and now my friends see my screen. Cool. Yeah. Um, it seems like they're building toward that. I just hope that feels worth this change is kind of totally. where I'm at. Totally. I hear you 100%. Uh, to continue with this, Sony doubles down. Again, I'm reading, reading from Liam Croft at Push Square. PlayStation 4 firmware update 8.0 might have received the most intensely negative reaction to a Sony console patch ever. Fans are not happy with the new convoluted way of setting up, setting up a party to begin chatting away with their mates. However, it doesn't look like the feature will be changed in any significant way on PlayStation 5, in terms of how it operates, at least. As part of yesterday's UI reveal, Sid Schumann touched on how you can share the images you capture with parties, which look a lot like the message groups we are currently having to put up with. Sid Schumann <laughs> even, even reinforces that with the quote, quote, remember parties are bigger than just voice chat now, end quote. It's an awkward situation to be in because this new system does bring bring with it a lot of benefits if you have a dedicated friendship group you play your PS4 and PS5 games with. It acts as like a Discord channel as everything happens in one place, but as soon as someone someone else wants to join the team, things get a lot trickier. PS4 users, users have also found out that adding new players to your message group allows the newcomer to see your, to see your entire chat history. That's no good, is it? And that's um that's push square talking. That's Liam Croft saying yeah, that yeah. to wrap up this whole That'd saga. Like, oh man, I'm gonna add blessing to the chat. No, nah, he fucking sucks. Oh, come on, we have to do it. We work with him. He lies about <laughs> Halloween, but so we, all right, fine. And you come in, you Adam, scroll man, back. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> what were they saying about me? <laughs> uh, to wrap up this whole saga uh, on October 17th. That's two days ago, Saturday. Uh, PlayStation tweeted this. Hey folks, just wanted to let you know that we're looking into your feedback on the recent changes to parties on PS4. Thanks for speaking up. We'll keep you posted. So there you go. 
Good on them. Again, it's what we yeah. talked about uh, last week, right? Of like, hey, man, this is a wholly un-PlayStation kind of tweet to put out. When they, or yes. I guess not last week, multiple weeks ago now, when they when they apologized for the way PlayStation pre-orders happened. Like, this is, you know, the way you, I think, market and talk to your audience in 2020, which is like, you make this move and it's not being received well. And it's like, all right, cool. Let's listen to you, but also let's get it into your hands and have you try it and actually find more, I think, um, you know, more legitimate like problems, which is like this chat history being added for everybody. Because that is something that I think wouldn't be, necessarily what you'd think it would be and so i think about like if you and me started a chat and we were talking about all manner of things not even like horrible but like you know he's like embargoes or whatever and then i added another friend in the industry but then he added a friend in the industry and then they added like just a random person who then can look back and see us talking about the embargoes for whatever the hell else we're talking about yeah i like that that they're listening uh like you said right this kind of reminds me of when what was the thing that they fucked up that people went crazy about that they oh the pre-orders <laughs> this reminds me of the pre-order situation where yeah like like they obviously fumbled that and had it come out and they're like hey you know we apologize for that how that went this of course isn't as egregious as that um but it does feel like a hey you know we're taking ownership of you know what we've done here and your response to it and i personally i don't have confidence that they're gonna revert it in any way because it seems like the changes they're making are built into their vision for how the playstation 5 is going to work and how messages are going to work with that um and so like i'm for me personally i'm like okay let's wait and see i'm i'm down to see what your vision is with, with this thing if i like it i like it if i don't i don't um but at the very least them listening i think is a good sign of hey yeah if people will continue to have feedback on this and if people continue to not like how it's working maybe they'll build towards something that works better than than what we have which i think is cool like i i all you can ask for, all you can ask yeah for. that's what i have hope for yeah greg yeah i'm gonna let you tell us about our sponsor oh but there's no but first no there's no but first oh okay ladies and gentlemen <laughs> you know you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to be part of the show like so many of you do and have you could be watching it live right now but most importantly you could get the show ad free and speaking of ads greg way let's talk to our sponsors this episode of PSI Love You XOXO is brought to you by HBO Max. As we all know, Halloween is going to look a bit different this year as we continue to adhere to social distancing guidelines. But you can still keep the Halloween spirit alive, and that's why we've partnered with HBO Max this holiday season. Or Halloween season, my apologies. As you know, uh, I love HBO Max. I've been watching it nonstop. I use it for in-review all the time. HBO Max has so many classic Halloween films now streaming, like The Haunting, Night of the Living Dead, and The Curse of of Frankenstein. HBO Max has so many Halloween films now streaming that you can get bone-chilling scares to family favorite moments. HBO's Max's uh, HBO Max's vast library is here to serve up some jumps, screams, and fun. So, if you have the guts to stream this holiday season, sign up for your 7-day free trial on HBO Max by heading to bit.ly/hbomaxps. Again, that's bit.ly/hbomaxps. bit dot l y slash h b o max p s restrictions apply of course uh but be like me i love hbo max and you will too all right we're coming out it's playstation picks time blessing eddie oye jr what do you got for me this week i got the spooky pick of the week amnesia rebirth is coming out on ps4 on tuesday october 20th uh kev i have a trailer if you want to play it oh, i'm an, good fan. oh okay cool thanks uh in amnesia rebirth you are Tassie? How would you how would you pronounce that name, Greg? 
Tassie. Amnesia Rebirth. You are Tassie, is what I would say. Tassie. Tassie trying on. Trailer? I've not watched your pants. most of it. I don't think it's that scary. All right. Especially if you have the sound off. I don't think it'll be scary. Uh, well, Amnesia Rebirth. You are... have the sound on. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you have the sound on? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. There's a lot going on. Oh, no. Uh, you are Tassie trying on, uh, waking up deep in the desert of Algeria. Days have passed. Where have you been? What did you do? Where are the others? Retrace your journey. Pull together the fragments of your shattered past. It is your only chance to survive the pitiless horror that threatens to devour you. Uh, the game, the, the reviews are up for this game. Reviews seem yeah. pretty good. Though the reviews, for some reason, are way better on PC Metacritic than PS4 Metacritic. And so okay. be aware of that. I don't know why. I think that's just how the reviews panned out in terms of like where different outlets are reviewing it. Um, but it seems cool. Like I've heard very good things. IGN really likes it. PC Gamer really likes it. Um, Push Square, not so much. And so Yeah, Push Square, you're like a four, right? Yeah, Push Square, give it a four out of ten. Blessing, I would like to interrupt your segment here Whoa. of PlayStation Picks and bring in a little thing we call the Fantasy Critic Check-In. Ladies and gentlemen, if you oh, don't no. remember, at the beginning, don't, ch- don't click on anything yet. Don't click on okay, anything I'm yet. I'm not, right? Uh, earlier this year, we brought on a whole bunch of our friends, uh, Gio Corsi, Don- Jonathan, Jonathan Dornbush, uh, Callie Plague from GameSpot, uh, to do the kindoffunny.com slash PS League over on fantasycritic.games. Uh, Basically, the idea was we'd all go through, we would draft a bunch of PlayStation games, and then we would duke it out to see who would win in the end. Uh, it's a draft, it's a whole bunch of different things. Uh, you get a budget that you work with, Blessing Blue, all his budget, but he has a really good lineup and all this different stuff. Oh, I've yeah, been in the lead. I've been killing it for a long time, but I don't have many uh, bullets left in the chamber. Today, blessing at AOA Jr. Mm-hmm. I am here to do something I bet you didn't see coming, sir. And that is to concede. Uh, what? You, you have won the fantasy critic thing, and I feel what? like I need to explain myself, ladies and what gentlemen. What a day. You know. You're welcome to go to kindoffunny.com slash PS League now if you'd like to, Blessing. So to bring everyone up to speed, uh, I've been in the lead for quite some time. But the problem is that Blessing has a loaded uh, gun ready to go off. He still has Cyberpunk ready oh! to review. <laughs> yes, Cyberpunk I, I just opened it up. That's yes, right. Cyberpunk ready to review. <laughs> he's got Call of Duty Black Ops, Cold War. He's got Ghost Runner. He's got Astro's Playroom. And he's got Demon Souls. And he's got Dark Pictures. A little hope. He has a hell of a fucking lineup. If you've been paying attention to me, uh, I've had gems like Last of Us Part 2 get 26 points, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater getting me 19 points, lost five on Hyperscape, and then I still have Bug Snacks, Sackboy, and Dirt 5 in the running. Uh, I ha- however, I had three other uh, openings on the thing. And Blessing, I feel like you are in a unique position as a kind of funny best friend, and now, obviously, kind of funny employee, that if we were to tell the audience how busy we are, on a day-to-day basis, right? I feel like they'd be like, sure, but you just talk to your friends and make, you know, video games, you play video games, right? And that's true, but there's so much more that goes on that I feel like we're always running from one thing to the other. There's always something else going on. Am I wrong about that, Blessing? Oh, you're absolutely right. So I'll let you understand what happened here that would lead me to concede with two and a half months on the calendar still. So we'd been talking on... P.S. I love you, obviously, about horror games and things coming up. And I remember us talking about Amnesia. And I remember me looking up Amnesia and being like, oh, you know, pretty long lineage here of good stuff. People are pretty stoked about it. It looks like it seems like it's doing pretty well. And then if you remember a few weeks ago, Blessing, 
<laughs> I hit you up. And I was like, hey, do you want to code for that horror game, Remothered <laughs> Broken Porcelain? And you were like, no. No, I don't. And I was like, oh, okay. Thought we liked what we saw of it, whatever. Da, 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 da. And based on that, I was like, I never picked that up for the fantasy draft. So I went and grabbed Remothered Broken Porcelain Edition, trying to get Amnesia. And right now... <laughs> On Open Critic, Remothered Broken Porcelain has a 41, which nets me negative 29 points. So I, I have gone from being in the lead. And granted, I, with all due respect to myself and Blessing, I still think I would have lost no matter what. I, it'll be interesting to come back and you can give me back those 29 points at the end of the season and we'll see. I think he's got, a, I think he's got another... Last of Us with Cyberpunk, another Last of Us with uh, Call of Duty for the most part, another miss, another Last of Us with uh, Spider-Man. But my confusion over... Uh, uh, yeah, Demon Souls. My confusion over Remothered and Amnesia has completely fucked me. Where even... I, I have made a bid, I'll let you know. I, don't, I think I still can. I definitely got the bid in. I'm not sure if it'll get canceled. Uh, I, I put in a bid for Amnesia today to try to net it back out. But there's no way I'm going to make back those... 28 points off that one game seeing as again last of us is the one that got me 26 points 29 points is what i'm down so 26 points from last of us so like even if all the games i have bug snacks uh sack boy and dirt five turn out to be fucking awesome and i can get two more bangers i yeah. might be able to make it competitive but i'm not going to be able to make it i'm not going to be able to top you on this one i don't think buddy yeah because to be clear the games that i have that aren't yet rated are cyberpunk 2077 call of duty black ops cold war ghost runner spider-man miles morales astro's playroom Dark Pictures Anthology, Little Hope, and Demon Souls, and yeah, I don't think I don't think there's much you can do at this point. Against My favorite that. thing is if you go into our league history, you can see Portillo Publishing LLC on uh, October 12th pick up picks up Remothered Broken Porcelain. Portillo Publishing LLC tries to drop it on uh, October 18th, <laughs> and its drop failed. Description: Tried to drop game. Remothered Broken Porcelain failure reason: Game is no longer eligible for dropping. I was like, Fuck. damn. When I went to drop it, and I realized my mistake, it hadn't been reviewed. Or I had just seen the IGN review of it. And I was like, uh-oh, that's not the right game. And so I went to do it because I didn't have anything on Open Critic yet, thinking I could still get out of it, but I couldn't get out of it. Damn. So I can see Blessing. <sighs> that's unfortunate. I wanted you to know the, 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 what, the, uh, the road to being the champion here of uh, FantasyCritic.Games appears to be paved with gold. But no, you yeah, play it feels it. great. I don't think I'm going to be able to pull it out, but I wish you the best out there. It feels great, honestly. Like, you know... I'd like to thank everybody. You know, shout out to Callie, shout out to Gio, shout out to Jonathan Dornbush. You all put up valiant efforts. More mainly you and Dornbush. Gio and Callie very much forgot that this was happening. 100 percent Yeah. Dornbush, yeah. Where is he at right now? Because he's been, yeah, his whole thing's loaded up. He's got 35. But the problem, yeah, his like I, I he's got 35 to your third. You no, I'm sorry. You have 51 right now. Mm-hmm. And he's got 35. He still has Watchdogs Legion, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, the Pathless. And Immortals Phoenix Rising. So he could he's still gonna give you a run, but I still think you're just loaded too. You're too top loaded here. Oh yeah, because he 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 tried to get Gotham Knights, and that is not that is not coming out this year. The I, the thing that Dornbush I don't think ever realized is that he can drop games that aren't releasing. And so he has four games that are will not release on the the Man, the draft. He's not, if he's not listening to the show, though, why should we help him out? You know, and Janet Garcia, don't very tell him. I know you listen to the show, Janet. Don't you go tell them. That's a very good point. We uh, should get you? Janet to do this next year. I feel like she'd she'd put up a fight. I feel like she'd actually pay attention. 
next year i feel like we should do two we you we should do one that is just us on gamescast like like everybody from kind of funny that wants to mm-hmm. come do it on gamescast because i think that would keep us more motivated and more then yeah if we want to do it if, yeah if we want to do a playstation one again we should yeah re well i mean even it's not it's yeah, we got to figure. I think. I think honestly, I love doing it for this show, but I think expanding it to all of games and having it on Ma- Gamescast would make it yeah. easier because we all talk games every week, and it's a bigger pool of games to choose from. Because yeah, yeah, like I, you know, be, be, not not being able to choose, like somebody would have gotten screwed on Halo Infinite if we did this on Gamescast, and that would have been a very satisfying <laughs> satisfying thing for whoever that was. Uh, and then yeah, like there 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 are a bunch of games that. I thought about getting, but I was like, oh shoot, yeah, that doesn't seem to be coming to PlayStation, like Carrion, for example, and a bunch of other games. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so. Which I still have uh, in the hopes that oh, they'll try to have, get it. Remember, we, have, we're going to have to subtract my seven there because I made that uh, another uh, a calculated move back in the day that is uh, mm. since. This still could happen. Carrion could still come to PlayStation by the end of the year. Good. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. I mean, I'll need those seven points for sure if it does. <laughs> Uh, my last PlayStation pick for you is Transformers Battlegrounds. This is coming to PS4 on Friday, October 23rd. Uh, as Evil Megatron closes in on the AllSpark, Bumblebee and the Autobots need a new commander to help save Earth. Yeah, you. Assemble your squad and roll out for a battle that will rage from Central City to Cybertron and even to the local multiplayer arcade. I understood some of those words, but <laughs> to, to sum it up, uh, it's a Transformers strategy game that looks... Like it could be fun for Transformers fans, so there you go. It's it's not a big release week for video games, um, and so I kind of had to dig deep for this one. But again, if you're into into Transformers, boom, there you go. This is quiet before the just storm, to be right? Clear, you're not into Transformers. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really into. He's a man of taste, Kevin. But then, why did you pick this as a PlayStation pick? Literally, oh, because just... it was the it was the only other game that was coming out. Plus, I don't care also, about Transformers. They yeah, and also there's there's people out there that care about Transformers. Yeah, I'm not making I'm not picking the PlayStation picks just for me. I'm I picking any game that I, I thought I thought that's how that was pitched. My bad. No, I mean usually like I mean I'm I am biased, and so like if I see games that I personally am like, oh that's my jam, I'm obviously putting in the picks. But you know if there's not, you know I'm putting in any game that seems like somebody would want to know about that. And I'm no I'm sure there are quite a few people that would want to know about Transformers. Battle for whatever it's called for Bikini Bottom. Transformers Battlegrounds. Bottom. Transformers Bikini Bottom, Battle for Bikini Bottom. Bikini Bottom. Yep. Plus, what you've been playing? I've been playing a lot of that Ghost of Tsushima Legends. Ooh-wee! Like I said, our Let's Play of the first uh, hour of it is up on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You can catch it there. It was Bless and I playing. Uh, we played for another couple hours afterwards. And then you played a lot this weekend, didn't you? Yeah, I played a whole lot this weekend. I am loving it. It is amazing. It is all I've wanted it to be and more. Like it is somehow exceeding my expectations. And granted, my expectations weren't like skyrocketed, but I did. I think that's I, why it's killing. Yeah. No, I was I was looking forward to it because from all of what we read on the blogs and all of what they seem to be promoting it as, it seemed fairly substantial for a free update and playing it i am happy to confirm it is fairly substantial for a free update they basically jammed a destiny into ghost shima and i've been having a blast with it um you know we've read all all the details before on previous episodes leading up to release but to make it clear again right like they have a a two-player story mode where you're making your way through a bunch of story missions with a single co-op partner they also have a four-player survival mode with i think like four different um stages you can play for survival uh and that is like e- those take about i want to say like 15 to 25 minutes to go through uh depending on which that like you are 
you are doing like a survival horde mode essentially um but then they also have a raid mode that is coming out uh soon as i understand it i don't think they've actually detailed when it exactly is coming out but no they haven't yeah seems like it's going to be coming out somewhat soonish i'm hoping that we see it in the in the coming weeks and now that before next gen or you think it's after oh it's it's got to be before right it has to be before. i would think so i I think if you're sucker punch you're smart enough to know that like i mean it all comes down i guess what even launching this thing and again how great this game is you know i mean you can go watch the let's play but it is so much fun it is so Mm -hmm. well done it is so uh complete in terms of what you're doing i think they must have known that the window on it's going to be small, right? It is how many missions again for story mission? I forget. Nine? I want to say like nine. Yeah, it's like nine that you play multiple times through different difficulties, but you yeah. need new content to keep people sticking around for that. Yeah, if I had one complaint with with this, and I feel like it's it's barely a complaint because of the way that it's packaged. Like I I I feel very satisfied with what's in there. If I had one complaint, if this was like a standalone product that I bought, I would say that yeah, I wish there were more missions to do. But the way that they've gone about having those nine story missions or whatever the exact number is but having those story missions and then having the survival missions and making it so that the way in which you level up is by upping the difficulty on each of the missions i think is very smart because they have gold silver and bronze levels for each of the missions and as you level up your key level which is the equivalent to your power level in destiny as you level that up you are then inching up toward the silver and then eventually the gold to up the difficulty but then gain better gear right now i'm at like key level 42 and like the high on the high end you're probably getting to like 80 or 90 on the on the key level um inching like inching my way up in terms of key level feels very satisfying uh doing the silver missions is really fun and i can't wait to get to the point where i'm doing uh gold missions i am earning gear and the at first i was like ooh, i don't know how much i don't know how i feel about the gear system because i think the idea of it is magnificent but in practice you are the gear you're earning and so you have you have like your weapon which is your katana and they have basically the moon katana silver katana stone katana the cut the different stances that you get in the main game those are the different katanas that you're earning but then with your arrows you have a bow arrow you have a half bow and you have a a long bow and as as i've been earning those different gear i've been wishing that there were actual named items like i wish it was oh you just earned the katana of the ghost or oh you just earned tsushima's blade or whatever or whatever it is right you just earned the bow of the ancients or whatever that sounds more fantasy than samurai but i i i've been wishing where you're getting named weapons yeah exactly um but that said the more i've been playing and the more i've been leveling up i have been earning epic gear that are still unnamed but have special qualities to them that i am down for like i have a i have a uh a sword now that now when i press uh r1 in circle i can light the the uh the sword on fire uh and that'll then deal extra damage to my enemies i have a bow now that whenever i make a hit it then deals uh a bleed effect to enemies and like that's the stuff that i love that's the stuff that i'm absolutely that i absolutely adore that really nerdy minutiae right of getting in and making your build be your build yes exactly like i'm all about it um and yeah, no, I'm I'm having a fantastic time with it. I spent a lot of hours playing it. And I'm going to spend way more hours playing it. That's awesome. Yeah, I I was so impressed in the exact same way you were, and it shines through in the video with how it felt, how it played, the gear treadmill they have you on, and that it is rewarding. Uh, the way we were unlocking new costumes, new things, the daily challenges, like that is a super feature complete, you know, multiplayer post game, whatever you want to call, it, game that's ready to go. 
which is so well done. And I think it, it, it works so well in terms of what we were even talking about too, of like, not that your expectations were low, but they were, right? Where it's like, no, mm -hmm. you expect Sucker Punch to be great. You, we all love Ghost of Tsushima, but it is this idea of like, it kind of came out of the blue and then they didn't talk too much about it. And then it was here. And you went into it like, what is it going to be? And then you and I are playing it. It's like, oh my God, how good does it feel to be like, all right, three, two, one, boom, yeah. double assassination. I mean, or I, you're I, fighting somebody and you see me from out of the blue come in and assassinate somebody else. And you'd be like, yeah. holy shit, that was awesome. Like I compared it to Peace Walker when I was playing it, when we were playing it the other yeah. day. And like it has that kind of feel of, yeah, when we both sneak up on somebody at the same time and take them out, right? Or yeah, when I'm fighting somebody and you come out of nowhere and assassinate them. Uh, and they're, and they're even, they, they're, they're, they, I, I think they, they, went about this in a really smart way in terms of how they're in terms of converting a single player game into a multiplayer game and trying to find ways in which that multiplayer matters when they have these attunements that you can uh get in certain missions that'll then make it so that there are certain everything everything in this game is like mystical right like there are, you're 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 playing as ghosts right that which are like literal ghosts you have uh these fantastical enemies that you're fighting um and you'll have these enemies that are for lack of for lack of better words because i don't know the exact way to put it but enemies that are basically imbued with like like a green spirit energy sort of thing right and it's color coded and so you have the green ones you'll have enemies that are red you'll have enemies that are orange and with that you'll have to you and your co-op partner will have to go around and figure out all right cool i'm gonna turn my sword red by going to this attunement station okay cool you'll do you do orange okay i'll take out the red enemies you take out the orange enemies and having those ways in which you and your partners are, are are having to speak and coordinate in the main story missions and in survival only fills me with a lot of excitement for what the raid is going to be because there are there are so many hints of okay yeah like if you up the difficult difficulty on this and make it so that you really have to communicate the raid is going to be fantastic with four people yeah that's the thing it'll be interesting uh, when we were playing right and we started doing the attunements and then it was the one uh at the very end where it was like all right cool we have to get from this platform to that higher one and mm -hmm. then we made those jumps and it sh it had our icons on it for which attunement we had and when we landed like platforms came underneath us and then we had like crisscross to keep going i was like you said it but i was like fuck dude like, yeah, this is going to be great to play as a multiplayer thing or a, a raid thing with more people and see what that's all about. Have you done the four-player survival stuff? Yeah, no, I've done a lot of it. It's really fun. Uh, I'm usually not a horde mode person, but uh, I... The, I mean, the fact that, like, I I feel like it's a good way to, to earn better gear. You know, that's the that's the thing that keeps me coming back to it. But yeah, like, the actual survival missions themselves, really fun. Um, they basically it is you are controlling three different points on a map and you're trying to hold down those points as different waves of enemies uh come through and you're switching back and forth and again like it comes it it's a good way to make players communicate because as i've been playing with people in playstation parties right like we've all we've all had the thing of all right cool you're gonna go uh you two go to beach me and this other person are gonna go go to boat and hold down boat okay oh no now they're attacking cliff all right uh you specifically you go to cliff because you have all your abilities up which shout out to all the different abilities that give you in this game because you know you have your two ghost weapons and like right now mine are the kunai and my healing gourd which heals me but then there's also the healing gourd healing gourd is great um and like now i have a healing gourd that also adds to my resolve uh which you know is really, is really satisfying to use um but then, like, also I have a class ability, right, which is, like, a specific... I'm playing as the hunter, and so that then allows me to take out a, a fiery arrow to shoot at my enemies, which feels great to use every time. But then you have your ultimate. Like, there's a lot of different things that you have in the game at your disposal um, in order to 
either take control of an area or uh, just defeat enemies in general that, again, really satisfying to use. Uh, it is surprisingly good. I even I mentioned to you as we were playing the other day that I, there, this mode answers for a lot of the things that I, I did not enjoy about Avengers. Um, oh, sure. And, yeah, like when we're talking about like even a ping, a, something as simple as a ping system, yep. right? Like they have that uh, in this game. They have the, they have for me gear that matters in the way that I like it to matter, um, along with cosmetics where I feel like I can mix and match as opposed to you know having to do like a whole um, costume in, in Avengers. Um, I really, I I am again blown away by how how good this is, and I'm surprised they're they're even packaging it in this way where it is a DLC thing because I think they could have launched it as a its own twenty dollar thing, and people would have bought it, and I think people would have been happy with it. Or even like done a free to play thing with microtransactions. Like there's so many ways they could have packaged it in order to make more money off of it. That I'm oh totally. I'm surprised they went about it this way. But uh, yeah, it's I'm a great way it. to do it, and it's a great way to get people excited for it and have them hold on to Ghost and come back to Ghost and and see what it's all about. And I'll be interested to see how many people are waiting for a PlayStation Five and just wanting to do, you know, I'll, I'll pick it back up and when I re-download play Ghost of Tsushima, right, and, and run it there and see how much better, or faster it loads, all that jazz. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you've played way more than I have because I played just that you know, set of hours with you before I moved over to weekend activities. Um, but totally loved it. Like thought it was great. Like I think it's in your, you bring up Avengers, which is what I've been playing the rest of the way uh, for the weekend because I'm obsessed and I'm trying to get the platinum done before PlayStation five gets here. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's night and day in terms of like, it just all works. And like, yeah, like you're talking about like it's something as simple as the ping and a granted, like if you want to like, you know ghost is a much smaller experience right like there's it's easier for them to do it their missions are smaller they have the the mystical door that like takes you between different segments so you you can hide stuff that way or hide the loading that way um but it's still like no ghost is fantastic and delivering something i think a lot of people didn't even know they probably wanted out of it and like you know we talked through the whole thing have you paid attention to the story now as you've been going through and seeing it yeah, uh, replaying the story, I'm paying attention to it. I'm paying attention to it more. I want to play it again from front to back because when we played it during our stream, obviously we're streaming and we're talking and all this stuff, and so we're not really paying attention. Um, but when I've been going back and redoing certain story missions, I've been getting hints of what the story is. Story is and it seems pretty cool. Like it's not like as interesting as the the single player story, yeah. but it seems like it is the the way they go about it because they have. Uh, a narrator that is telling the whole story of what's going on from mission to mission and they are you know they're talking about the things that you're currently doing in your mission um i think that's a smart way to go about it because the characters that you play as are silent and that's it feels like it's the only way to do it but i don't it it, it works um also because the narrator is the same voice as uncle iroh from the later seasons of avatar the last airbender and he does a really good job um but yeah the story itself is basically, hey, there's an evil spirit doing evil shit. You're playing as the ghosts of Tsushima, and you need to go through and and uh, basically push back against the evil spirit. It's 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 building up toward um, this fight against, I believe it's Eo. I think it's I think yeah, that's it's right. You're saying right, yeah, yeah. Um, and it seems like the it all culminates in what is going to be the raid, which is really exciting. Like the way in which like it ends wraps up i think right into you then stepping toward what that is going to be which i think is pretty cool have you put it together i guess they've said this publicly obviously but i that i didn't understand this when we play through it we're talking over it, we're having a good time we're running around being ghosts and fighting all these uh crazy like uh 
not uh, ghostly Mongols or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I was talking to people who are ta- playing and knew more about it than me, and they're like, oh, well, you know, like, what's happening here is that this is the story of Ghost of Tsushima. This is Jin's story. What the idea here is is that since not a, not a normal person on Tsushima wouldn't have been there or known all of this, the ghost is a legend. It's this narrator's interpretation of how all this shit happened. And so it goes back to what we were talking about when we were playing, right? Of like, all the different classes are there, but they're all, this is just all stuff Jin could do, but it's broken out into different classes. Because it's this idea of, if you knew this place fell, if you knew all these Mongols got taken out by an assassin, but also an archer, but also a, a, a um, samurai, mm-hmm. and you piece, you were told that in like third hand, and then you wanted to tell people that story, how would you wrap that up in a way people could understand? And so it's it's kind of like uh, the books of the Bible, right? And how they tell the same story, but interpreted differently. That's the idea behind this is like, it's uh, the narrator putting it through this lens of what, and it's all them, I, you know, Game Informer, I pulled it up earlier in the day. Hold on. Game Informer, here it is. Had an interview with the folks who did it over there. Let me get some names for you. This is uh, uh, Leanna Rupert over at Game Informer who was talking to creative director Nate Fox and Darren Bridges. Uh, you're talking about Goizen, who's the... Or, the narrator. Gyo, Gyo, am I saying that right? Gyozen? Gyozen. Is the, yeah, yeah, Gyozen is a sort of gatekeeper of legends, and he's kind of the source of all the stories. When you're in a mission, you'll hear him speaking as a narrator. Uh, he's where legend sits and how it connects to ghost. He, along with everyone else on Tsushima, uh, Tsushima uh, experienced the events of the Mongol invasion, an overwhelming force coming into the island. Then there is one huge event, and that's when they begin seeing the Mongols start to get repelled by the ghost and hear the stories about the ghost himself. Legends is him processing all this information and retelling it as he interprets it from his perspective. From his perspective, one person couldn't repel a Mongol invasion. There has to be more than one ghost. And it wasn't immortal. It, and it wasn't immortal. It was this idea that ghosts kind of resurrected samurais or resurrected samurai, uh, the warriors that could come and defend the land. That's how Legends marries into the single player story. It's sort of a supernatural exaggeration, a retelling of the events with supernatural influences. That's really cool and that, that makes a lot well, of sense that has I a lot that of context this weekend, yeah when it hurt when i heard that this weekend i'm like fuck i gotta go back and replay this I, like oh i didn't yeah. beat it with you we did like five missions six missions but yeah. i was like i gotta see it all the way through and then i want to know how that piece is back together because that's with that lens on it, i'm like oh what a cool way to tell this story yeah i was trying I, I was trying to piece some of that stuff together and i did not it now knowing that that is the context in which it is hap- uh the story is happening that now shines a light on a lot of stuff that i was missing because i assumed that it was like you know how in the single player you get to like some of the the legends i it's yeah somehow yeah, yeah. Four, four months passing has made me forget a lot about what exactly happened in the game but like you know you you, you there are certain there are certain like mystical tales that are told in this the, the mystic quest or no mystic, yeah you're right no no i, I don't know yeah you know, where you you, know talk, what I'm you, about. you talk to the guy with like a loot or whatever and then you yes. go off in the woods and you see what's up and it's usually when you learn a new move from somebody who's got like oh this guy can summon lightning with his attacks yeah i assume i assume that legends had something to do with that but now knowing that it has to do with no this is the tale of the ghost of tsushima that makes oh I think that makes a lot more sense now that I'm thinking back to how the narrator was talking about because the narrator literally, literally calls them ghosts and I'm like playing it. I'm like, oh, yeah, so that's I, I thought that was Jin, but I guess not. And now understanding that that makes a lot more sense. My question for you is so now that you've pulled ahead of me and you've played a bunch, you I want to join you tonight and play. What does that look like? Do you have to do them on bronze with me? And then like you're not earning rewards that are worth it for you. 
Exactly. Yeah. No. So now I'm I'm at a place where I only want to play silver missions. Totally understandable. Uh, yeah. So I can upgrade my stuff. And I, and I mean, I'll play with you if you if you want. I don't mind going through and just playing it in general because it's a fun game. Um. But yeah, right. once you level up, you are now you know you you get to certain tiers where it's like okay, now I just want to play these missions so I can get better gear. That sucks. Great. Kevin, were you yeah, I was gonna say it would only take me an hour to get to where you're at. Is that my? No, we did multiple hours. No, no, we we the stream of an hour is only up there. So yeah. I mean that said, it, Kevin could play with you, and it'd be a pretty, like even. Yeah, we'd still be in the same bronze time. tier, right? So yeah, yeah, like you'd still be playing bronze with Kevin if you wanted to play with Kevin. And you can play the solo, right? You can play story solo, so I could always beat story solo and come back to yeah. you. Yeah. Well, you you get partied up with a rando. Uh, I don't want that. I don't yeah. want no randos. I've been play, playing with randos. Surprisingly, I've been ha- I've been having a great time with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Good. So, good. There you go. Uh, I've been playing, like I said earlier, Avengers, and I know I've talked your ear off about Avengers, and it was not a great week for Avengers news last week. Obviously, uh, mm-hmm. after we signed off, right? They delayed they delayed Kate Bishop. It looks like sometime into November, which was supposed to be at the end of October, and then also degree. De- delay the next gen up, update uh, upgrade or whatever it'll still work obviously on playstation 5 backwards compatible and load faster and all that shit but that was like oh man like i was excited for it to mm-hmm. see what it looks like on next gen on playstation 5 on launch day uh again take all the time you want it's been a weird year and everything else but what i'm trying to do right now uh blessing is work through and platinum it uh beforehand i'm down to two trophies till platinum uh but it's it, it's like you want to talk about this will probably be my final knock on wood final platinum of playstation 4 right before i switch over to playstation 5 and it's such a great snapshot of all the trophy hunter woes of playstation 4 where the two trophies i have left are uh to the dark and back again complete 50 hive missions and then holding it down complete 30 war zone at challenge three or higher missions i of course have no way to track how many of the 50 or 30 missions i've done so it's that incredibly annoying it's like that both depressing and then that moment of uplift where it's like i beat it and it's like i don't feel like i've done 50 but i still haven't done 50 fuck all right you know what i mean you keep rerunning the same stuff and we're running the same missions uh it's been i'm leveling up my third character right now Uh, iron man will be 150 when this is all said and done and uh yeah they added in tachyon stuff too, the new time trial stuff where you have to you have a minute on the clock that's constantly counting down and so on top of doing the mission you have to go get these uh time orbs to keep time going or whatever which i found interesting and fun to do the couple missions but i'm not a fran about it like if you're playing it it's the, your way to get like exotic gear and exotic gear is what's slightly better than what i already have so it's like what's the point of it like i'm not gonna run that i'm i'm w- waiting for kate i'm waiting for raid i'm waiting for the cloning lab that's still coming uh, apparently soon so there's still stuff coming for it but close to platinum on it and that's all i care about right now bless congratulations is there thank you is are there any other games and service games that you're currently looking forward to that are that are upcoming or is like avengers like kind of the one for you right now that is indefinite until no, Avengers would Whatever. be it, yeah. Like, I'm yeah. not, like, uh, like hooked on it. It's like, it's what I said when we were, I think, uh, closing up shop on Ghost, where it's like, Ghost is head and shoulders, you know, a better working experience or whatever uh, uh, than this. And, you know, it's Ghost of Tsushima gameplay, so it's just fa- fantastic. But it's about the world for me, right? And, like, I like being an Avenger. I like, I still like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still questing to finish off a, a Iron Man's challenge card. I already have Widows and Caps done, but um, Iron Man's my third third main. So it's like, there's still stuff for me to grind out and do with it. And I still like the moment to moment gameplay of it and how that actually feels. And so like, you know, I've never, before this, I would never say I was a real games of service person. I guess that's a lie. Division. But even Division didn't feel as, to me, as games of service as this, where it's like, oh, I got to do my daily. Oh, I got to do the weekly. Oh, I got to look into this. You know what I mean? Like, 
I've done that, I guess, occasionally with Fortnite and stuff like that. But mm. no, there's nothing on the horizon where I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm I'm more excited to get back to I think games that are more traditionally me, which are your Assassin's Creed, your Watchdogs, yeah. your Miles. You know, Dude, we're mean? like right on the precipice of a flood of games. Like that's why I'm like I need to finish this fucking platinum because once these things yeah. hit, I'm not gonna be like oh you know what I need to do? Why don't I grind uh, four hives tonight? Like that's not gonna be what I when I have fucking Miles Morales and a platinum there. Let alone when I finish all that, I'm gonna want to go back and re-platinum Spider-Man. Yeah, like and it starts literally next week. We're getting Watch Dogs, and then from there it's just no like right from there we're getting next gen, and it's gonna be game after game after game. And so I'm I'm for the moment enjoying Ghost Shima Legends as much as I can. Um, and like I also played uh the Outer Worlds Peril on Gorgon, which is very much a I feel like playing Outer Worlds right now kind of thing. And I booted it up and played through the whole thing and really enjoyed it. Um, if you if you've not been paying attention, right? Peril on Gorgon is the first of I believe two DLC uh drops for Outer Worlds. And the whole thing is it added it added in a new planet and basically a new main quest that probably took me four five hours to play through. Okay. That's too, that's um, good. yeah but there are also like side quests and stuff that are included too that i i skipped through the side quests i didn't i i just stuck to the main quest because i wanted to i just wanted to complete it got and, things and to bump. do yeah i got things to do so i was like i'm gonna play through this thing and bounce um and it was a reminder of of how good the outer worlds is like i i wish I don't know. I I I want I when I played the Outer Worlds the first time, I kind of wanted more from it, and I don't know in what way. Like mm. I really love Fallout, and you know Fallout Three, one of my favorite games ever. Uh, Fallout Four, also a game that I think is fantastic. I think that game's that, that game gets way too much flack. I absolutely adore uh, Fallout Four. Uh, the base Outer World. building. The base, except for the base building. The base building yeah, I do not like. That, that's yeah. I think that's I mean, you know it's I have said it a million times in the show, so I won't beat a dead horse, but like. Platinum Fallout 4 had a great time with Fallout 4, but Fallout 4, I think, doesn't have the reputation or doesn't get talked about the way people, I think, like you want it to be talked about is just because, oh, it's a nicer Fallout 4 or 3. Yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's next gen Fallout 4 or 3, which is good, but like Fallout 3 was such a fucking like, what the hell is this? Came out of nowhere. Away. Yeah. Then New Vegas expanded on it to go back and have it be a traditional like, this is what it is. Like, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And so playing The Outer Worlds, like, I remember playing it last year and being like, Oh yeah, when I was playing it, it was it was scratching that itch so well that I had for a a Fallout experience. But after beating it, I was kind of just like, all right, yeah, that was cool. And then I've not really thought about it as much. Going back to it, you know, it's been this reminder of, oh yeah, I really liked playing this. And jumping back into the DLC was way easier than I thought it was going to be. Usually, I don't enjoy going back to games for DLC, um, especially a year later. But I was going to say, with that much time in between them, yeah, yeah, Outer Worlds surprisingly very easy to jump back into. Like I, and I think that's just because it's not really heavy in terms of mechanics. You need to remember, like it's a first-person RPG, and so like. The shooting is pretty much what you expect it to be. The you know I have to remember how the inhaler worked and all that stuff. But um, Paralon Gorgon, you know it's it's it it's set in this mystery on mystery of what went down on Gorgon and like you're called up by um, basically like you get a message from uh, this explorer who's like trying to reach out to the original captain of the Unreliable that I can never remember his name, 
but you you played Outer Worlds. So yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I, I beat Outer Worlds. Yeah, or uh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. But I I didn't uh, I don't remember the guy's name now. Yeah, but yeah, the guy was trying to reach out to the original captain and basically was like, hey, I was going about. If you're listening to this, I'm dead, kind of thing. I was yeah. trying to like chase down this thing, and then you end up tra- chasing it down and meet up with somebody who's like, oh yeah, I need you to go get my mother's journal on Gorgon, and then that sets off this huge mystery that is like this, um, what's the right right phrase? Wild wild goose chase kind of thing yep. where you're kind yep. of going from thing to thing and you always get passed on to the next thing and you're trying to figure out what is the mystery here like what's really going on and you know it was a really good story really satisfying i really enjoyed it uh glad i played it had a good time if you like outer worlds i highly suggest checking it out because um once again really easy to get back into and i found it very enjoyable awesome uh blessing to close out this show it's time for trophies and chill this can be anything trophy related and it's not a psn profile this time uh jacob graber wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can it says i will become a playstation boy for the first time since owning a ps3 for like two weeks parentheses i dropped it on the concrete while running into my cousin's house where it broke forever anyway what should my first platinum be i'll have the playstation plus collection and miles morales ultimate edition to pick from blessing to brief you ps plus collection as i know you know but the playstation 5 collection on playstation plus will include God of War, The Last of Us Remastered, Uncharted 4, Battlefield 1, Monster Hunter World, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15, The Last Guardian, Ratchet and Clank, Infamous Second Son, Days Gone, Bloodborne, Detroit Become Human, Batman Arkham Knight, Mortal Kombat X, Persona 5, Until Dawn, Resident Evil Biohazard. So mm-hmm. all of that plus Miles Morales Ultimate Edition. What do you think the first platinum for Jacob should be? I'm surprised Spider-Man PS4 is not on that list, but I guess if if they want you to buy, yeah, yeah, they want you to buy. They want that money from you, bless. They want that money. Get the Ultimate Edition if you want to play the best Spider-Man for PS4. See, my immediate go-to would be to say, uh, or not Miles Morales, Spider-Man Ultimate Edition, because that is a very fun platinum. But I know they're adding new trophies, and Mm -hmm. so I can't speak to the new trophies. Uh, I tried. Platinum, platinuming uh, Fallout 4, but I think I gave up because of the base building stuff. Yeah, yeah, it sucked. Definitely not Persona 5. You should, you should just platinum Persona 5 Royal instead. Mm-hmm. Oh, not The Last of Us Remastered because of all the online stuff. Not a good one. Yeah, I don't know. Greg, does any of the do any of these? Oh, stick yeah. Out to you? Personally, I would say Miles Morales Ultimate Edition. I would say go with Miles Morales. I don't know the trophy list, but I do know that Insomniac knows what they're doing with their trophies. I don't imagine they're going to fuck it up. I think it's been another really fun one to play. And with it being a smaller game, it should be a quick, a quick enough platinum for you. Outside of that, what's calling my name is Ratchet and Clank, which is one I've talked about before when we talked about having a pile of shame list ratchet and clank was one that I was I had the best intentions of uh, platinuming, but got pulled away. I didn't even beat the game. I got pulled away and mm. had to work on other stuff because I was going uh, um, planet by planet trying to get everything so the platinum wouldn't be like at the end go clean up a bunch of random stuff. Uh, Ratchet and Clank's a fun platinum too, even though I don't have it. I would still say that. So yeah. I say Miles or Ratchet. I'd say Miles. You know, I, I honestly like at this point I'd say the first game everybody should play on the PS5 should be Miles Morales. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like that's kind of where I, where I sit now, um, and that seems like it's going to be a fun platinum based on the original Spider Man. Well, there you have it. Good luck, Jacob, and welcome back to PlayStation. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Welcome back to the end of the show. Thank you so much for watching this episode of PS I Love You XOXO. Remember, each and every Tuesday morn, we come to you with all the nerdy PlayStation news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, where you can be part of the show. You can watch us record it live on Monday afternoon. You can get the show ad-free, and you can get it with the post-show we are about to do. Of course, if you don't want to get it, you have no bucks to toss our way. You don't want all that extra content. You want to listen to the ads. No big deal. You can head over to YouTube.com slash KindOfFunnyGames, RoosterTeeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every Tuesday morning. Until next time, we got that post show to do, but it's been our pleasure to serve you.